Hello! And welcome <laughs> to the Internet Strangers Podcast, episode 19. And it's a very special episode because... Uh, I'm grinning from ear to ear. I'm grinning from uh, tuckus to tuckus. <laughs> uh, I'm so overwhelmed with joy that our guest cancelled on us again because this means that it's a, it's a new type of episode. An episode where the guest is with us in the flesh. And also not a stranger by any stretch. Well, not any stranger by any stretch, but for all you um, sleuthers, to, yeah, to, for all you sleuthers out there, okay, uh, I've written deep within the lore that it has to be a stranger from the internet, okay? Except from one exception, which is hosts, because me and Cameron did our episodes, okay? So it's established within the lore since day one, because I was episode one, I was the guest. And yep. uh, Leo has hosted it. Was so I episode 10? You were episode 10, I think, something like that. Yeah, I think you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then uh, Leo has also been involved. Leo has, Leo He's is, the ghost yeah, that possesses... Uh, yeah, exactly. Leo has hosted an episode, so it's uh, within the lore. He's the ghost that haunts the ship. The exactly. So, for a brief explanation, which should have been before all that rambling, but uh, of what the show is for any newcomers... Uh, Basically, the usual premise is I get a, a stranger who I've never met before from the internet to come on and talk to me about three things that they're particularly passionate about or just want to talk about to a bunch of strangers. So that could be three movies, three games, three albums, three films. Uh, I think I might have said maybe some films, but whatever. You, you'll get the idea. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that's the general consensus. This week, I am joined uh, by, as I say, a, a person in the flesh. It's my brother, Leo. Hello. And our flatmate. I'm pinchable. I'm, I'm pinchable. Close I'm, enough I'm grabbing it. that I can be pinched, held, picked up by the ear. Manipulated physically <laughs> well, yeah. throughout the episode if we so desire. Yeah. <laughs> Posed. <laughs> all those, yeah, I'm, I'm a, like an action figure. I'm yeah. posable. So you can Posable. do all these things. Uh, he has articulated joints. Not <laughs> possible with the digi guests. That's true. We can't mould them. Um, to our desire. Unless we unless we edit them in such a way as to make them look like bad people. Yes. We can mould them, them ethically and morally. <laughs> <laughs> Which is called radicalization. <laughs> welcome to the Internet Stranger cult. Radicalization Podcast. We are defined legally as a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we as such are exempt from paying tax. Hey. 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 The tax hey. man can go fuck himself. The biscuit boys, they don't have to pay no tax. We are the biscuit boys. Too much. It's been a while since. Yeah, we are the biscuit boys of Brom, and we're here to buy some clubs. That's our that's our motto. That's what we live by. <laughs> I still think about that so often. I'm at work every time I see a club, which isn't very often actually. The amount of time I've spent on checkouts and loading up people's shopping for deliveries. Never see clubs. They're an underrated see, masterpiece. They are. They are. And oh, honestly, I never like really... every biscuit. Well, aisle. no, but they're not appreciated. There's, there's, one, biscuit, there's one biscuit aisle, but and they're Tory price now. Yeah, they I don't are. Know, I don't they know are. if they just have the, refused. Tory's heard of, heard our timbre. Maybe did, did that I think, happen recently? I think maybe like... they just didn't pussy out. You know, all these fucking companies when the sugar tax came around. What did they do? Lowered the sugar like a bunch of poons, right? <laughs> True bean flicking companies <laughs> keep their sugar the same and they keep their prices twice as high. Because if you're a true fan and appreciation appreciator, connoisseur of the sugary goodness that is a club biscuit, you will pay three pounds fifty for twelve. 
<laughs> and you will go hungry for the foreseeable <laughs> few days after yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Because Although, you know, you know 12 club biscuits is 12 meals, so you can pay £3.50 on a hearty curry. What are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. You could also, that's a beef cough. Club me with a club to revert my memory, mm-hmm. to make me a stranger. You could club yeah, me with a club in a club. Pay, pay £3.50. Lodge one club up the throat and smack yourself on the head with the other one and you'll do yourself so much damage to the brain that you won't even remember you paid £3.50. And money spent <laughs> and not remembered is money that will not um, come back. <laughs> That's the old saying. Exactly. For, uh, for I guess, a non-British audience, a club is a chocolatey treat biscuit. It's chocolate. a biscuit wrapped in chocolate and right in the centre is a, a layer of like chocolate fondant, would you say? Well, in the centre of the like bar. A, it's, it's like a biscuit casing Biscuity. surrounded by a thin layer of chocolate and on the inside there's either an orange or mint chocolate fondant flavour, wouldn't you say? Is yeah, that right? Like a cream yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a creamy creamy. I'd say a Tory, Tory paste. A Tory paste. Probably <laughs> 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 A 3.50 Tory paste. They used to say <laughs> on the commercial, they'd be like, hey, if you like a lot of chocolate in your biscuit, join our club. Really? Yeah. yeah is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. So they were singing, they were singing the little uh, songs before before we got to it. Shit. Yeah. Just to be fair, songs. the only reason it was included in in this song was because I couldn't think of another biscuit off the top of my head that was one syllable. Now I can think of gold, mm. many, but at the time oh. we were walking down the aisle of Tesco that fateful day, yeah. and I, I I we I started singing, "We're the biscuit boys of Broughton, and we're here to buy some." And the brain, you know, it, it, it freezes and in these times you you reach out and what came but club. Damn. See, you so, may eat. They come in two varieties, mint and orange. And um, if anybody out there knows of any more, please let us know in the comments. There's there's the purple fruit ones. Great. Great. <laughs> Great. Great club. Sounds purple mean. flavor. Mm. Purple. It, Tar. You mentioned gold there, gave me the, the horrid flashback of being at the charity shop Oxfam and they would all Joyce the the lady working there would always come in with uh, gold bars and because I was like the young one she would always come and like give me like she would give everyone one she'd be like here's two because oh, you're my favourite shit she's trying to kill you and fatten you up yeah well you know there was always kind of, if, I guess if you're younger a lot of things with like older people is regardless of whether you look like a potato or not they're like He's a keeper. So they were I very much he's like. He's a, a greasy one. He's a greasy little <laughs> fella. He's a slippery He's a greasy boy. He needs two goals. Uh, did you, is that what you did your work experience? Uh, I did volunteering there for a oh. while. And oh. it was fine, but they didn't have an awful lot for me to do. So it was very like kind of. Voluntary awful. volunteering. Or like school. Or voluntary volunteering. Oh, voluntary it started volunteering. off as school, but then it became voluntary volunteering. Oh wow, good on you! But uh, then I had to. Well, is it volunteering if you get clubs? Or you get gold biscuits? Gold well, the thing is, I didn't want two gold biscuits. It became after like the second week, I was like, these are very, very sickly. Sickly <laughs> enough that an entire week goes by and yeah. I'm still not ready to move on to my next school. And she was giving me two, so I would just store them in my pocket and then <laughs> give them to someone at school the next day. You're still not ready. You know, golds are one of those so things sick. that like, when you think about them, I'm, I'm like, oh shit, golds are so good. And then you buy a pack of golds, you have one and you're like, right, I'm, I'm okay. Well, you know the old saying, uh, gold, gold, more than a week just won't do. <laughs> <laughs> 
more than one a week. It's in the advertising campaign that you shouldn't have more than one goal a week. You know what? They don't have um, songs and adverts as much as they used to. Apart from on the radio, they still do. So they buy right, buy right. Not sponsored by uh, buy right. But well, yeah, maybe we're sponsored by uh, ceramic tile warehouse. Mm. When inspiration comes in boxes, ceramic tile warehouse. That's iconic. That's really, everybody knows that. Imagine laying down the bars on that. I hope somebody out there, one of you listeners out there, sung along. That would make me, I think I'd call this mission complete. Mm, One person sang along. if they even sang along in a house with ceramic tiles Mm, from ceramic tile warehouse. I don't know anybody who, I've never heard of anyone actually using it. I'm just singing the song. <laughs> Nobody's ever used ceramic tile warehouse. I wonder if we're still going. People walk past their uh, their warehouse all the time singing the song and no one buys anything. <laughs> There's like one hallowed old man crawling through the door all bony and ragged covered in spider's eggs. He's like, come in! To be fair, if I was to ever need a ceramic tile, I know where I'm old. <laughs> We're just not off the age bracket that needs ceramic. So maybe no, like... we're not in the demographic. Maybe if you're like a Tory... You're a Tory with a house, yeah, <laughs> and you have tiles that need re- refitted. Maybe like Ten Downing Street is like solely tiled by ceramic tile warehouse mm. by the request of Boris himself. Mm. Big Boris, Boris Pop. <laughs> we yeah. buy ceramic tiles and we Boris Pop. So yes, we're joined by my brother, the number one fan of the show. He's watched every episode of the show. Um, uh, out of enjoyment and both sibling. Sibling honor, compulsion, yeah, sibling well. support. But I would like to lean more heavily to the enjoyment one, That's especially right. since now it's on Spotify, much easier to listen to hey. walk around and do and stuff. Especially nice since thing. we can physically manipulate you in this episode. So <laughs> if you say anything to the contrary of what you just said, and if you and you're, con- you're contractually obliged to mention the Spotify. Yes, thanks three yeah. more times before the end of the episode. Okay, that's that's all our that's all our pressure. I say, you know. Now on Spotify and on Jetix plus one, J- Jetix like the TV channel Jetix. It was the d- like Digimon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's you, you guys said Digimon. on a previous one that that had like a bad reputation, but I always what? remember Jetix. Jetix. Yeah. What like, the fuck as, is like, Jetix? It's, 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 you guys like, are just like Jetix. Jetix. <laughs> Digimon. Jetix. It's like, it's it's like a channel. It's a channel along with like Cartoon Network and stuff. I've never heard of it. Jetix. No, no, no. Uh, it's like. Uh, Digimon came from it and Sonic X and yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not thinking of um, it's not like DX or something no no that's, that's, Disney Channel DX didn't, no Jetix Jetix that's where yeah that's Jetix. where Sonic was on Google it did Google how's it spelled J-E-T-E-X I-X Jetix. and it had a little never heard of it before bro you I'm sure I watched it on like because I, I only had podcast. channel 1, 2, 3 and 4 until like S3 I've so memorized I Sonic, I watched Sonic I've, X on like Oh, I remember that little eye. Isn't yeah. it looks like eye toy? I rem- I remember. I memorized Jets. every line from every podcast Star prior to this. What? Oh, he he does a thing on it. I thought he was on it. <laughs> no, it looks like, no, but that picture there is like all the Jex properties, and then <laughs> the nostalgia <laughs> critic. He's got his own property. Who's that scantily clad woman? Uh, she's in Sonic yeah. X. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, oh, Power Rangers as well, animated. And uh, totally spies. Totally spies is lit. Yeah, I remember an episode where they turned them into dolphins. There, it's actually a really good show. I re, I remember I rewatched it maybe only a couple of years ago, like the first maybe five or six episodes of it. That's my first choice, Totally Spies. 
first choice. Oh, and, and second choice is <laughs> I a you just made to- looking like totally totally spies game the season two DS season two DS season three. Um, uh, yeah, so let's how about let's, let's focus in like a laser beam pivot. to your genuine first choice, which is. Um, I guess I'll start off with a game because I've only got one game, but it's you know a game or a palace, so of course it must yeah, at least be one. Oh. Take that have respect, and that is Persona Four Golden. Persona Four specifically Golden. Golden. Specifically Golden because I have not played the PS2 one and Golden is it from PS2? Yeah. Yes. Wow, and you know this might not be a good thing to say immediately, but I have zero experience with Persona apart from people telling me a lot that I would probably really like it and me agreeing I guess but I mean I have the thing is is that the choices that I've picked or one of them I'm still wavering on I'll decide when I get to it but the choices that I've picked are not necessarily I feel like I could have picked things that are far more perfect in a sense that I'm like okay this is no one can really argue with me that this is like not perfect and I, I love Persona 4 Golden and it's really highly regarded but I still think if someone was to hate it I could understand their issues and what they would have wrong with it I just feel really strongly I have a really most of my things that picked it's because you know it does fit into that kind of idea of I think that has changed how I feel about things mm. specifically you know other when I listen to music or a play a game or something you know I'm looking for that mm, and I think like that's changed yeah connection. like in the same way that Galaxy News Radio affected sort of me and Max's music taste I can yeah, imagine this has changed and really now like what do I like from things it really highlighted that and just in general my experience is a lot of like sentimentality with it but I also think it's a really good game um, but there are it's strange because there's a lot of things with this game that I think you know I don't like about games but I just with this game I just totally just it's i just find it fun and um, because it's it's strange because I, I i remember early doors when i played this game when i got to the first proper boss i rage quit and i remember like properly i'm not someone I'm heard who, off in the gamer palace that's a very maxi r move i know I'm, I'm not particularly uh full of rage i feel the closest you saw me is playing jet set radio with the controller yeah that was like the, the only time i've ever seen you and it, it was like mild I was just I just wanted to get over with because that controller kept disconnecting it was maddening me but the the I, I remember like genuinely rage quitting because I just felt like it was unfair and if you told little grubby gamer Leo then that that was going to be like one of his favourite game well, favourite game really um, just, I just wouldn't have believed you I would have spat in your eye I would have said you're a liar same with New Vegas I remember finishing that and being like well that's a shame because I was looking forward to that and then here we are it's not oh, strange yeah. though how easily it can like it's can it, derail mm. like remember we were playing Yakuza um, Kiwami the remaster of the first game and not too far in maybe only about two hours two and a half hours in there's like the first probably the first proper boss fight is like they must have just fucked up somewhere and made it like an absolute endurance test and there's nothing worse than when you identify something in a game especially when it's right at the start where you're like wow well this is going to turn off so many people like the only reason that I kept we kept pushing through was because we knew we were gonna enjoy it. But if you were just sort of casually approaching this game and you got to the point where there was like a, a fucking solid wall like that, it's like, well shit, fucking there's like fifty percent of your audience who've just been turned off by some bullshit perception. 
because it's not even necessarily I mean it doesn't really work since it, if they don't know what the section is but it's just that it's it's like perseverance it's just like badly made so it's more like you just have to wait on this guy for ages uh, in this funeral boss fight and it's just it's dumb and totally avoidable but uh, it's just kind of one of those like nitpicky things that just like, it could have easily been fixed but um, what was the problem with this boss that, that made it so difficult nothing I don't even remember because I, I think I just hadn't uh, grinded enough which again is another thing I'm not a huge fan of in games. I don't like. I don't think anybody really. If it, in games like, well, no, that's not necessary. It, it can feel kind of rewarding in general. In general, I'm not a huge fan of doing things over the same time. I like short, linear games that always introduce something new and from beginning to end. You know, I'm like not progression. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of games that you know. In general, open world games. Well, I like playing them at friends, but in terms of like me playing games on my own, I like to feel like I'm something new is constantly behind it to me. I don't like going around uh, sort of like completing shrines in Breath of the Wild or like going up like towers and stuff and just like it feels like I'm like ticking things off in See, general. I feel like that sometimes. Because like, map completion stuff, like me and Max were talking about that when he was playing Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I would literally play Far Cry just to tick off outposts on the map and then go and start the campaign yeah. after like wow. already having unlocked all the fucking like weapons yeah, and, and armor and, and there's like interactions like now I know you're new here and you're just like with your like <laughs> machetes and now you're in full battery and you're <laughs> floor it's such a great way of explaining just how fucking like it's like how, how less new can you be and you have customized <laughs> blades like fuck no yeah yeah, I know what you mean. Grinding can be a pain in the arse. Okay, so we've established that uh, Leo wasn't, isn't a big fan of these sort of um, map completion type things. Grindy. Grindy stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he Persona 4, he continued to enjoy it despite having some grind elements in it. So tell us a bit more about Persona 4. This Here comes the, the Leo, the Leo R synopsis of Persona 4. The basic general plot is a very simple boiled down way. You're the new fresh boy who's come into town on train and you're basically the generic moldable character, right? So you start off pretty like pathetic but by the end of the game you have everything maxed out so you'll be sagely wisdom. You'll be a 16 year old with like sagely wisdom, uh, ultimate like courage, like just un you're just an ultimate whatever little, little weed boy right the ultimate but mm -hmm. you start out as blank slate you're gonna live with your uncle dojima and your little niece nanako dojima dojima kazuma kiri-san yes. for the dojima family <laughs> as well <laughs> uncle dojima goes ah, hello i'm real taro dojima he has a very like he's got a little bit of stubble he looks a bit hard-boiled in that and nanako's all like oh, i don't know who you are and he's live you live with them the general thing is you're new you don't have any friends and you start meeting people at school and there's this rumor going about. The rumor come out, does Bruno Mars is gay? <laughs> <laughs> the, rumor, the rumor is that there's a thing called Midnight Channel and it comes on at midnight. Mm. It comes on at midnight, funnily enough, and it shows a blurry image of someone and it's supposed to be like your soulmate. Is it like Ben TV? It's Ben TV. <laughs> it's like religious TV. Religious African BBC One. <laughs> Yes. I remember we used to watch that at Ben's Oh uh, Ben's out yeah, Ben. It was like channel four three seven or something. Did you is it not called Ben TV? It's called Ben. <laughs> oh, B, <laughs> in all caps Ben. And it's like African BBC and they had like 
African soap operas and stuff, like EastEnders. But like, I remember this one thing where like the whole um, point of the episode was that someone got arrested because there were two guys on a, uh, like a moped, and then, and then the police officer was like, "Stop, stop! You can't ride a bike with three people." And he was like. There's just two of us, there's just two of us, and he said no, and he pulls back a blanket and there's a goat on the back of the bike and you get arrested. That was the central point of the episode. And it was like, this is the show for me. <laughs> this is the Why this is, is this not, it, we, we, we can't play it here because we'll get- We haven't paid our TV yeah, license. license. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was Ben uh, OD. We saw you watching Ben on TV. <laughs> Be Bashing on our windows. Be not. Ben on, Be not. They come around and bang on our doors and tell us like, we know you've been watching Ben TV and like, no we haven't they can peek through the window and they see that we're just currently watching it <laughs> we have we have iPhone we have Blackberry camera footage of um, us one. watching Ben <laughs> <laughs> just our faces <laughs> yeah the only thing you can see is our face like lit in pure white from the TV screen as we're fucking dead into Ben um, so sorry, so Midnight, yeah, Channel, yeah, Midnight Channel Blurry Man. The, Midnight Channel, the, <laughs> the video of the Blurry Man. Uh, so it, it basically, it's not your slow mate. It's, it's, if you see a blurry person on the channel, it's essentially, it's like, okay, they're going to die. When it, next time it rains, like, it's like a whole thing. They're going to die, right? I don't know what so, I was expecting, but so, it was So they're like, oh shit, this is bad news. So essentially, you need to go into the TV and inside the TV, you have to basically go down. That's where like the, the world sort of gets created around these these people. So people get chucked in the TV, mm-hmm. and then they die. Like Mike so TV. You, yeah, like Mike TV. So you have to go in the TV, save them before it's too late, and you have to go through essentially dungeons, which are created through their minds, and it's how people like see them or how they you know they think they're viewed. So the there's like a pop- some might say. Mm. So there's like a pop idol who, you know, her one's like a strip club and it's all like she feels like sexualized by everyone and mm. all that kind of deal. And uh, the boss usually reflects that. Oh, nice. So it's all, it's all about like their, their psyche and everything. But in general, the way it works is, you know, that's the general plot synopsis. It's much more, you're trying to figure out who's throwing people on TV, who's killing people because deaths show up in it. You kind of form a group with your friends and the more you go through the game, the more friends you get, the more you figure out sort of like trying to crack down on the the plot like who's doing this it's like a murder mystery combined with sort of your slice of life uh anime Anime. sort of sort of thing which again is another point to raise is that i'm usually turned off by that i like kind of in general anime stuff i like slice of life overall not necessarily slice of life but just in general um i I prefer just kind of traditional normal story storytelling that isn't anime i i I don't know i I have tv shows i like like cowboy bebop Mm -hmm. and um, Have you seen no, that slice of life called Slice the Wife? No. I watched that the other day. It was quite good. Oh, it's real. It's on Crunchyroll. Okay. <laughs> What's it about? I don't think we. Uh... Okay. Okay. It's <laughs> not not, not liberty to, to disclose. I just watched well, the trailer, but I liked it. With Persona Four, that's like. I mean, that's a, the general sort of basis for it. It's kind of like, you kind of want to know what's going on, what's going on with the TV world, what's going on with everything. But in terms of gameplay, the way it works is when you're in the TV world, it's you're kind of running down corridors, fighting monsters and shit, leveling up, right? And each of you have a persona, which is essentially a Pokemon, right? That you kind of um, use to fight people. But you can have multiple, you can have an entire set. And each of the personas, instead of being like Pokemons, they're based on like folklore. 
but all over the world. So you have like you know that's pretty cool Scottish folklore and like you know Japanese folklore. So Polish like, have some pretty cool folklore. Yeah, it's all it's all like you know you'll some of them will be like Sandman. Other ones there's one is one is just a big green dick in a chariot called Mara or something. Like a dick dick. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Looks gross. But there's like you know, okay. succubus, just your general stuff. But is there Baba Yaga? But yeah, there will be the big the way it will just be. It's just shit like that. The big pot. But you basically dungeon crawl for those sections, and when when you're not in the TV, the way it works is I don't have to explain this best, but in your free time in the game, it has like a day by day system, and it's like how do you spend your day? So you go to school like Fire Emblem teacher simulator yes yeah so you have your you yes, have your yes, days very much like that. and there's it shows you the weather and everything and you can either improve your own stats so you can read books so they become smarter so you can be better at tests and increase your bravery just do general things kind of like yakuza go to different places to improve uh, different attributes and um, so that you can like do lots of different things in the game and then the other thing that you can do is social links which is essentially you talk to people and you level up your so so sort of if you were like if we moved in together and then I we didn't have. know what to say and then I had a little chat and then you were like oh he's pretty cool and we'd like <laughs> level up and I'd be like right two right right so you keep going up and, and you have to keep getting it until eventually you get like rank ten which is like unbreakable that does sound quite a, do you think that fire Emblem, the most recent fire emblem game took inspiration from that system then because that's no, very, for sure very very no, much yeah. so like the. But then even saying that, apart from those two games, not that I know, I only just knew that about Persona, I don't think I've seen that sort of system implemented very much so elsewhere. Because the way um, it works... It's quite unique somehow, because it is quite a good system. I think it's very hard to... Implement. It's quite limiting, yeah. It does it's kind really of require to. quite a specific situation. Like you have it's like a scheduled date, right. like a student mm. or a teacher or something. Yeah, like that. because it's the same in Persona where like they'll be waiting outside, like the school or be waiting somewhere, yeah. and then you have to like meet up with them and chat. And like a lot of the time, sometimes it progresses, and it'll tell you a little message of like it's going to progress. Other times it won't. So you meet up with them, and it basically like you'll be able to progress that sort of like friendship or sometimes it'll just be just them like you had a really nice day you think your friendship's going to improve soon or whatever, whatever but the way that it translates into the game if, when you go into the dungeon in that is that if it's a character that you can actually fight with like Yosuke or your like main team when you level up their, their rank they become stronger and then for example I think the very final thing that they can do is a, like a death blow for you which is like because you're like such good friends if you're about to re receive a blow that's going to kill you, like a lethal blow, they'll throw themselves in the way and, and die for you. Nice. <laughs> Which yeah. is like the maximum, right? I was like Cammy the other day when I was walking down the street and somebody came in on a moped and Cammy mm -hmm. like threw himself. Ah! And it turns out it was nowhere near us. I actually just seen a, a baby bell that hadn't been opened on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to save Max Todd. I leapt because I thought maybe that the bike was going to hit the baby bell. And I fucking love baby bells. I heard there's the a cheat code man. in Persona 4. Um, the one thing I know about Persona 4, mm. there was this cheat code for... BPS2. E extra length. Can you tell me about that? <laughs> extra length. <laughs> extra baby bell length. No, there's um, character length. That's... <laughs> But I, I, these are poly <laughs> lines. Like, uh, yeah, the corner. Uh, yeah, the corner goes boop, and it says extra character <laughs> length enabled. 
You don't know what it means. He doesn't know what it does. But a little bar goes, <laughs> and it reaches maximum length. Yeah, it says character live. <laughs> That's awful. Just, it makes them look like uh, Mike TV, like progressively, so it doesn't even yeah. look like Mike TV when he's all stretched out. No, it's, it's a much more Tim subtle one. A much it's more a, subtle. It's more metaphorical and subtle. No, but it happens right. slowly. See, it it's over multiple places. Well, if you keep incre- if you keep entering the cheat, it keeps going up. But apparently, only after the eighth input of the cheat do you start to notice something. Mm. But I didn't get. Well, that. I, I stopped reading it. No, it happens to you. The game yeah. player. <laughs> yeah, you're like, why is nothing happening? And then you put <laughs> the controller down. Your mum walks in. You're just completely mangled. Your legs. Your legs are like. Like done triple twelve. Yeah. Right, you know, you know when people grow their toenails, out, ex- their fingernails are extremely long yeah. and they start to curl and yeah, and yeah. so that your legs up against the wall <laughs> like vines, like uh, <laughs> like, po- like poison ivy crawling up the wall. Why do you look like a Snapchat filter? Son, your length it succeeded. <laughs> You've got extra length, son. <laughs> what did I tell you about having extra length? Not till you you're that cheat code again. He's been playing with them fucking books again. Oh. It's like black magic cheat codes. Black magic cheat codes for length. Never use them. Never use cheat code for length. <laughs> but... Um, yes. Mechanically. So there's yeah. the, so, the day systems. Yeah. It plays like an RPG, like um, turn-based. Tur- turn-based, yeah, when you're like uh, in the TV world. But essentially, the way that social ranks work is that when you like obviously people that you're on a team with they'll become stronger so you can like fight other people and it's really cool because when it gets to certain points be like it, it gets like way easier they become like a lot stronger because you've like leveled up that friendship and because you know them as a character better so it translates really well into that the characters that you meet outside in the world in the game that you don't fight with it levels up those type of personas because they're all based on sort of like a so there's like Temptress and like mm-hmm. Moon and Arcade, they're all based on like a, like a, what are the little fucking tarot cards? So once you get like, if you get one of those to 10, it means all your, those type of personas will be just infinitely stronger than they were wow. before. Like, um, Kawaii. Which, so it, it's all super useful, but it also it's just enjoyable. And the way I think that that works so, so well is that in theory, it should be really boring because. It's like you're reading about doing stuff. Like, you mm. sat on the bus and had a really nice time. Great. And then that's <laughs> it. And you're like, okay, so why not just do these things? Why not actually, like, you go to a bar and like, mm, this was delicious. Mm. You don't actually do those things, but you just read. Yes, because that can, can be kind of boring. Yeah, when you say, why well, don't you do those things, you mean in real life? or I mean, you could do those things in real life. But I mean, like, in the game, like in that, like, if you, if you go do yeah. basketball, you... It's just like you're watching him do basketball. It's like you oh. did basketball. You have had much more fun than yesterday, and blah blah blah. Oh, right. like, so, you know, like, why don't you play it? It's like a little yeah. game. Yeah, that's so, where Yasuko's supposed to. Why don't you? I actually see a lot of similarities with Yakuza, okay. actually, but it is more reading about them doing it. But the way I think it works is that because there's so much plot, and because a lot of it is like reading the different interactions, I think from a of like playing it and not being able to like leave away. Part of it was the fact that it was portable, so it's super easy to play wherever. And secondly, you would just play it and you would grind and grind and like and go around and do little dungeons and then like work your way through. Mm. It's not that much grinding in Persona to be honest. Yeah. But you work your way through and you fight everything and as soon as you get fatigued from that section, 
you're basically reading a book. You could just leave in, in a set and, and, and constantly, as soon as you get tired of that, you're back into like, I want to play a game now. And it keeps flipping and you just, it, it just feels like it complements each other so, so well in that you're always kind of going in that cyclical nature and you're every time you get tired of that kind of gameplay, you can just tune out and do something else. You said it's, it's portable. To do. Was it on the Switch? Uh, everyone's favorite console, Frank Underwood's favorite console, you, you would say. <clears throat> Previous leader, previous leader. Oh, really? It was when he was in uh, House of Cards. There's a really blatant, blatant uh, yes, product placement where he's just like, he's like super busy. He just goes, Is that a previous leader? I've got to get me one of those. Nobody listened to him. Apparently. <laughs> um, wait, is that where you played it? Yeah. I didn't know you had a PS Vita. I have it with me here, but I, I don't play it as much anymore but I, I really did get my money's worth of oh because it was a ps2 game mm. that was remastered basically or it, re it is one of the best remasters because it adds a lot of actual content you know I, I know fucking nothing about how what the sort of capabilities of the ps vita are apart from that i know it's pretty good for a handheld it was pretty in terms of the actual console it was solid i think it's should we include it in the video yeah oh, PS. Oh, is that a ps vita Gotta get me one of those. But the console is I have it gets shit on all the time and I don't think it's like some incredible magnificent console, but I've never been able to sink much hours into 3DS and I've had it for years and years. I played it a good bit. Something yeah, it, it's it's got an amazing library of games. For some reason the PSV which the Console's fine. It's just that there's a lot of there's not a ton of games I think from, the, from like a from like oh you've got to play this and that. Mm. But I just found a lot of really really neat games on it because Gravity Rush was really fun. I you can play any PS One game that you can get on the really the thing. yeah. So I, I played a lot of those. Wow. And uh, I was played Monster Hunter Ultimate because you can get PSP games for oh, like yeah. dirt cheap. And then there was just like Stranger's Wrath. I played Rayman Legends. Uh, Provisor says, which was free, and yeah. I absolutely rinsed that game for some reason. And it doesn't matter. I played it a lot, and Persona 4 Golden was at like the forefront. Where, in terms of other people's playtime to games, even that like dude who was playing Terraria for like 600 and odd hours. Yeah, but intense. I really don't play games that much, really like to that close. degree. I like short, bite-sized experiences. So Persona, the idea that I've sunk like 260 hours into Persona is like to me. I've never come close to that with something else. Uh, always, it's, how much it is. it's about the. It, it's it's like fatigue. This is the thing: <laughs> is like there is a specific section for someone where I get fatigue with, right? But when you get to Namco, and uh, it's because it, it it repeats a lot because you know kind of what you're getting into, early doors in that game, and how it's gonna like you were like okay, so you're gonna keep doing this for the rest of it, and you're gonna get progressing the story. And I hate that in games usually because. I like to not know what's in store for me and you kind of know what you're getting into early doors but I just find it so satisfying because it has so much going for it particularly I think that the things that matter most to me I, the gameplay is is solid and it's great but really the selling point for me and it's what makes and breaks an experience for me and makes it memorable is that the music and the characters are unbelievable and um, the the music is like the kind of like there's lyrics in it so it's so fun to just kind of joke around and meme because you can yeah. kind of just like I'd misheard the lyrics a lot but the actual it's sort of like Japanese pop funk I, I don't even know how to describe it but it's just really catchy earworms that just make 
every moment of the game enjoyable. <laughs> maybe not like that. Maybe not describe it. But like, What's wrong? My brain! And maybe she, maybe she but it's like really really catchy uh, and it's got a bit of butt rock in there so like butt rock when you're oh, like yeah. fighting people but just you got it in you it's it's just so so like the the music is it's so fun and just catchy and vibrant yes. and, and original like you ev- everyone who's played that game just has so much fun with the music it's just a huge component of it and part of its character and it, it made like even the most mundane task in that game fun because that's so true like music can change everything in a game if you're just doing boring tasks but if they've got good music on like galaxy news radio it, it just changes everything and then the other thing is like i said the characters which i think you could have an argument for that they often say exactly what they feel in that game and kind of just they they talk they can, it's not like they're it's not like some incredible writing in that they're like multi-layered in a sense they're not saying they're kind of like they're saying things but you kind of have to figure it out yourself they're very brain like i'm having an issue with this i have a problem with that so it's quite transparent in that sense but in terms of like believability and the way that the characters like bounce off each other as like a group of friends and again unrivaled to any game i've ever played where it's just so much fun to just listen to them talk and bounce off each other and it makes me like smile and laugh like out loud like as 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 much fun as Undertale can be with its comedy, like Persona Four is like a real sort of like it makes me like laugh heartily, mm. <laughs> and it's like ha, 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 a solid ha. belly chuckle, a, a belly chuckle, oh, and like ha, ha. there's so many like cliche characters that they just do so fuck they do wondrously, like Yosuke who's like the best friend sort of like like he should be plain and boring, but Yosuke, Yosuke, he's like your your Yosuke, Yosuke Yosuke. But it's just there's so much time put into those those uh, characters and and just making those interactions believable and enjoyable, um, and I think you know the plot. It's like Yakuza. I would compare it to Yakuza in this sense, in that the story has people getting hung to death from like telephone wires and like deathly serious. Like oh my god they're gonna die this is this is awful and then it goes to like oh my god i can't believe he puked in the river on our fucking camping trip and like it's just like silly it's the kind of you know switching between like cartoony zany to like the world is at stake people are being uh, killed and it's been made to look like a suicide yeah um and it is switching from those I think I think this game has a really satisfying way of doing that where it's it's it does I don't think it's perfect in that sense because it does sometimes feel like things are fucking deathly serious and then you're like doing like silly shit. I think Japanese games seem to have some really but uncanny ability to to do that. Yeah. It makes for a very fun, very good time. Yeah, for sure. Like those moments in Yakuza where you're fucking on the dance floor, ripping up the dance floor. I must say it's quite a bold statement, but I think the Yakuza series, even though I've only played Kiwami and Zero, might have possibly, like, just replaying it recently has made me realise that I think it even might be, like, my favourite ever. Like, honestly, it's so good. Like, I would probably say Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Kiwami, the remastered first one, are possibly my new favourite games ever. Um, I absolutely love them. Um. 
uh, in so many so many regards. They do have a ridiculous sense of like they know what they are and they steer so hard into it that nothing comes close where it's like yeah. they're like okay we're gonna be really goofy with these things let's let's have the characters take it seriously so that it just it's it works so well because when you see fucking like yakuza serious mob boss mm. absolutely tearing many, it on the dance how many are there six or seven, seven. It, i mean i'm i think again much like persona the actual core gameplay of the fighting can get tedious and repetitive but I think it's like the, the things around it. Just typed in Yakuza and it, I forgot that. <laughs> a bunch of men. You know, yeah, I forgot that. You know, it's, it's a real fucking it's, thing. Yeah. But it's like the um, sense of the sense of humour and just like the... Yeah, it's really good. But this isn't about Yakuza. Although um, I struggle to think about doing much else recently. Than... To be fair, Yakuza Remastered Collection, we could get that. That would be lit, although I'm pretty, you know, we've already got Yakuza 1 and Kiwami 2 is coming out soon. So. Yeah, but that's 3, 4, 5. Oh, really? Yeah, it came out in February. Anyway. Yes. Um, so I, for speaking from a third, from a, like, somebody who experienced your experience with Persona from, like, behind the scenes, like, uh-huh. luring over you, watching you hurled over the PS Vita. Hurled uh, up. Uh, I th- I don't know I, I can I see how it sucked you and your life away I remember mm. so we that sounds awful I know <laughs> that's an awful way to this yeah but you go on first and I'll make my point yeah so well I mean just quickly but uh, like I, you played it so much that this sort of music has become like uh, infused in my like old memories as well because nostalgia retinas yeah exactly so because i literally just started playing it last week uh after because it came on pc and so after leo has been talking about it so much i thought i'd give it a go and the music for me was like almost nostalgic despite i've never played it because leo played it literally that much much. fun and he would bring it like so we we would go to manchester for our holidays to visit family and stuff and Leo like fuck family it. yeah Leo Persona 4 Leo would sit in the hotel your granddad piss off I'm playing some Persona 4 golden yeah so I literally the soundtracks of the hotel ah. was like when you go into the velvet room it goes oh, oh, oh. it's all really serious and all that it's great the, the, it's, the TV salesman Dun, 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 dun. that's what I mean it's just it's, it's, too, it's too good it's but hard to that's what I mean it's like all the Yakuza thing down of like goofy humour where it's just so, it doesn't take itself seriously when it doesn't t- well it's like serious when it is but when it doesn't take itself seriously it's like so fucking goofy it's like hard to. it's just hard not to crack mm-hmm. a smile and I, I think it's like the, the way it's my saying it's like I put I was like sitting and like playing it constantly right but this is the thing, I have a lot of issues, like games, you know, aren't, they're not a waste of time if you're having fun and if it's what you want to do. But there's a general sort of like cliche of like games are a, a waste of time. And sometimes I can feel that creeping up on me. If I mm. play a game too long, mm. it's like, if I'm not enjoying this anymore, like I just feel miserable, like yeah. why am I, am I doing this? It's all like a, a need. And I'm trying to compare how many hours I've put into this compared to other games and why I felt sort of whole after them. And the two ones that I kind of think because they're, they're good, games that people love are like Witcher 3 and Breath of the Wild which are like you sink so much time into them where 
I, I literally played Witcher 3 until I, I was like, I would talk about, oh, this game's great, this game's great, until, until I played it until I was like, I'm fatigued, I can't mm. really deal with it anymore. And Breath of the Wild, it was like, and again, it was like kind of like trying to get things done. So it was like, I sank tons of time into them, but at the end of it, I felt like, like tired out. Whether Persona doesn't do that for me because it just feels like I sink tons of time into it, but I feel like satisfied and fulfilled with my time. And like, I feel like I'm not just doing it out of a necessity to complete things. I feel like it's like, I don't know. It's like all the characters, are, it's just so nice. And like, nothing is like it. It's just like this warm little sheltered sort of like the, the way that the different characters talk to each other. It feels like it's its own little world. And it doesn't, it doesn't give me that feeling of like wasted time. It just feels like, I don't know if that's just nostalgia, but there's definitely like this, like this sense to me that it's just, it's something else. I'm not just like ticking things off a box. I'm like really just having a nice time. Um, and that's like one of the main reasons why I say it as being something that's changed what I look for in a game and, and why I enjoy things is when I got to the end of Persona 4, I felt like real loss and mm. like that feeling mm. that you get when you like watch a series and yeah. the character and the main character moves on to somewhere else. I got that after Cowboy Bebop hard. Yeah, just the, the hollowness of like, I want you just search endlessly for things like that. But you'll never get anything like that. Yeah. And I, I always, I always get that for TV shows. Not always, but you know, for ones I really am attached to. And this is the only game that I can think of that has given me that kind of feeling of like, I'm going to miss these characters. Um, I, I feel upset that it's over and like that think like that this is the end. And it was just like, when I played through it a second time and returning to everything, it really did feel, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's the only game that's been able to trigger that feeling of like, of like attachment that, that I feel like genuinely like I've missed those characters. I missed that world. Um, nostalgia for other games has been solely based on music whether I think this one's both characters and music and just in just everything so it really did have like a profound effect on me and, and one of the biggest reasons is like I think I played it at the perfect time I'm not I'm, I'd be interested to see what I would have thought if I played it now mm. but I really think I played that at the time where I was in high school and I was so excited to make new friends and like meet people and I think that like at the time, like it took me until fourth year till I made like proper outside friends. You know, I was friendly with people, but I couldn't, like I didn't hang out with anyone outside of school. So I spent all my time just fucking just so bored and I just wanted to properly make friends and to hear people talking about what they got up to at the weekend. And I was just totally just like exempt from that. And it just, I feel like Persona really tapped into that where it was like this just getting to sort of be a part of that thing and it's kind of sad because like digi friends and sort of like especially <laughs> since it's like quite weeby and you can have like digi girlfriends right but weeby <laughs> friends weeby digi friends but i really do think that like it it totally like recreates that feeling of like of friendship and that bouncing off each other and that it kind of like make, there's always like the scapegoat in the, in the group that people kind of just like poke fun at and it, at the time, it just, it just was like, this is what I want from school. I, I want friends and I want to be able to, to really like have, not just be friendly with people at school, but to have someone like I can like properly talk to. Because even my friends then, we hung out, but we never talked about anything. So it really like, it just felt like an escape from that. And it made me so, so unbelievably 
happy because from a gameplay point, I just couldn't put it down. And from like characters and the story, like it just satisfied something that I wanted from life at that time. I just did not have. I really was just like, I was lonely as hell and I just, it, it gave me that. And so when I did sort of get more confidence and started like purposely putting myself into situations where I was like talking to more people and uh, that, I feel like that had an effect on kind of like, okay, if I'm getting this much enjoyment out of like essentially a virtual situation of friends, how how amazing would it be if I could actually have my own group of friends? And, I, and uh, that 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 really like I don't say it like put, a lot of it like my first friend like who I, who I had they made a huge effort to be friends with me that made a huge difference. But I still think that Persona played out like a big part in like kind of like my this is important to me. I really want to go out my way to do that. I think that really yeah i don't know it's a really wonderful wonderful game i think everyone should try it at least and see if it's for them there is a lot of like reading a lot of exposition it doesn't just like it's not doesn't kick you off straight from the beginning if that makes Mm -hmm. sense but if you you get into it i totally believe i I think i I think it really is something unique and and it's just so original and fun it's great fun well i think done a really good job at explaining why that game means a lot to you mm. I think more Definitely. so than like, goofy. anyone else uh, is on the show I think I mean I know obviously because I'm your brother Easy. that it means a lot to you and you've uh, you've talked a lot about it with me personally not not so much recently but in the past uh, so uh, I can definitely see and I, I always knew that uh, should you come on the show that this would be what you talk about uh, so mm-hmm. now I will live through it on the pc and uh, uh, uh well the thing is you know you gotta see how it goes uh, it looked like you were having fun with it before but it, it is it is very much i i don't know how much of a because i've tried to play persona 3 and 5 5 i have more fun with i played i started playing Persona 3 three times because do you know how fucked up this is the one the one on the ps2 right mm-hmm. um it has the the Persona Three on the PS Two. It has like fully like three D worlds and it's like properly made and everything, right? Mm-hmm. But you, your fucking teammates are mm-hmm. CPUs. You can't control them. There's nothing you can do to change that. They are they are complete. So that fucks with you. And if you get the PSP one, the backgrounds are all flat, and you look at it like a sort. Of Point and click. Yeah, I remember this. So, I remember this conundrum that you had after you I played four. Again, it was just an issue in getting into it. The point is, I, I played through a decent chunk of Persona 5, but again, I got a bit fatigued. I really think I just struck gold with Persona 4 and the combination of, of music and everything and just characters and just... I just had so, so much fun with it. It just... Nothing makes me feel like... It really does feel like um, some form of a home. Well, and, and it's like going back to like an old friend or a TV show that you haven't watched since you were a kid or something. It's just goofy, warm, fun, and just like even when you're watching you play it the other day, where like Yosuke was saying all that shit. It's just like it's just it really it's just like getting to like relive like old memories. It's just nice. Well, I think uh, that's what this show is all about: is uh, talking about good memories of games, and I I feel like Leo has managed to articulate articulate that in a way that. Uh, it's quite hard to do, so I appreciate that. Oh yeah, uh, that was deep. Love, love to Persona Four Golden, uh, and I will um, be sure to let everyone know my feelings on the game. 
once I've completed it. But thank you for sharing mm. your thoughts. So I think now we shall move on to choice number two. Choice number two. Oh, um, that's me. Um, Leo is the topic. Yeah, actually, yeah, the topic. I really me. like Leo. I, really, I look in the mirror. <laughs> He's I say, funny and cool. <laughs> He's not so bad. I say when I look in the. <laughs> I like his swag snapback. Considering it's very awesome. He plays Pokemon Go on the bus every day. <laughs> I, I, I feel like considering the intro, I should have done like top three uh, biscuits or something. It was a quick, quick, quick lightning round. Go. I, 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 Go. No, no, no. Go. I can't think of any. Chalky biscuit. Chalky biscuit. Dodgers or a jammy like, dodger. A chalky biscuit. Uh, Chalky biscuit. Uh, you like Kit Kats? A chalky biscuit. Chalky biscuit. Is it better than a crunchy bar? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a biscuit. Lobster nice. That's a biscuit. I'd well, say so. Is it not? Um, I'd say it's pretty don't... biscuity. Well, that's not honey, honey, honeycomb slab. <laughs> the square ones with a little chocolate. Molly milk, bourbons. Oh, no, oh, chocolate bins. Chocolate bins. Yeah. Chocolate bins. Yeah. All right. And a, so you got a, a jammy, a chalky, yeah. and just a plain one like a malted milk. Um. Or digestive. Uh, what, oh, the Saint Paul's cookies. Saint Paul's cookies. Ah, they were once. Nice. They were so good. Well, the, the Belgian. What was it? No, just was? the literal Saint Paul chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. Like the ones you get. Should have got yeah. them once uh, for us in. Ah, uh, I think yeah. That was glorious. Right. Okay. Sorry. We are. We are. I know. I might have to care. This might have to break the rules and be a. a, t- a t- I knew I was talking about Persona for a while. I still feel like I didn't properly articulate like. Gameplay wise, especially why that's such a good game, but it really is a game solid. Lightning round, one good thing about that, and then we're moving on. One good thing about Persona? No, uh, well, wait, did we even announce the next thing yet? No. No. Uh, well, <laughs> lightning round of this one. Right, Avatar. No, no, don't, don't need to do a lightning round. Just... No, that was just a joke. Uh, it's okay, but I'm going to try and keep this a well oiled machine of Avatar, The Last Airbender, okay? Which, again, we, uh... my main point about why the show is so, so so good is that I think it's like in theory a children's show you you would think that a children's show in terms of trying to explain things to kids that you would have to simplify things and in in a sense dumb things down and I do think that the show simplifies things to an extent but I also think that that when done well is sort of even more complicated and beautiful than when you try and explain things to like in an articulate crazy way because when you are trying to explain something in a way that both a child and an adult can understand sometimes you get just the best results because it's just like that's why like you know yeah. Toy Story you know there's that episode I always use this as an example but it's like so perfect in my head but Toy Story is like you know it's for kids but everyone knows that feeling of either like a friend making another best friend and you feel left out or you know if like you could put it into the realms of like being in a relationship in a, in and a someone bed someone going out with someone else but I think it couldn't have been <laughs> bye bye Woody but the, 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 you're putting the, all French for the bin <laughs> the main thing is just like what's going through this the documentary on like polyamorous relationships right and the guy's like going on about how he feels because it's like the person he's in a relationship with is essentially pregnant with someone else's baby because it's polyamorous and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I, I don't, he's, you can tell he's like getting all caught up in his words. And he's like, no, I, I don't mind it. No. And Louis just looks at him and goes like, you feel a bit like Buzz from Toy Story. And then the guy's like, yeah, 
he like nods a bit and you can tell like, <laughs> it's a bit like but it's so that was a really good it's movie. so it's so thank you it's so true though because <laughs> you're like okay this is some like you know kids movie but like that feeling is so perfectly encapsulated in that movie of you just jealousy of like being left out you know that feeling of like i am not <clears throat> no longer that person's person and having a hot cowboy girlfriend mm. <laughs> exactly. I think that's why he was. I used to have a hot cowboy girlfriend, but then the spaceman came. Mm-hmm. You think, no, she's not a cowboy. It's Bo Peep. No, but do you not remember that deleted scene where Buzz was like saw Woody and Jesse playing together, and he was like <laughs> typing. He was like, "Mission lock." Fuck Woody, he's, he's fucking gay. Um, right. Make, so, make note to self, make a cuckold of Woody. Hey Siri, cut yeah. Woody's so, nuts off when he sleeps. So yeah, I, so I get what you're saying. So I don't suppose you can think off the top of your head, put you on the spot, uh, an example of this in the show where, uh, uh, so something uh, simple. It's, what, it, what, I can maybe try saying? and think of an a more specific example later, but okay. I think as a, in a more vague terms, yeah. I think what it expects of its both its adult audience and child audience, it respects the kids watching it. It doesn't treat them like like buffoons, and, and it says, like, <laughs> like I do like TV shows that treat the kids like buffoons, <laughs> like I, like Dora. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dora would be the opposite of yeah. uh, Avatar. <laughs> but like, what I'm saying is like, even though it's a Nickelodeon show and there's a war going on, and you essentially don't see much people dying, right? Mm-hmm. That should be a problem. But it's strengthened by the fact that it's a kid's show because it says, okay, no, I'm going to use this opportunity to take on these extremely mature themes of like self-reflection and learning to forgive other people. Mm-hmm. And this idea of like colonialization and it's taken these like, huge things and that could just be included, but they, they really delve into them and go deep into it. And there's so many wonderful, wonderful lessons from that show and things that I think it's like people who watch that show respond to it because they, they see that this is just a group of people that are trying their hardest to to just just really push forward the idea that it's like you need to help each other in this world. I think it's a it's really beautiful. There's um, there's an Uncle Iroh scene that uh, I can't remember exactly that uh, articulates what you're trying to say perfectly and if I could remember it'd be great. But when he draws like a Oh, I know what you mean. He's talking about how all the, the different nations are like attacking each other, but how like they all need to exist for there to be a sense of equilibrium. Yeah, he's exactly. explaining how like exactly. they're Perfect. they're opposites of each other, but it's not to look at them as divided. It's like that they're all part of the same thing. Yeah. And again, these are all like things you you've seen these themes tackled in other things. You know, this idea of like prejudice, Pokemon, mm, Pokemon. fire, water, grass. Exactly. Exactly, Cammy. He knows, <laughs> but. The way that it's done with this, I think it's just too a T where it's like, it really, really like goes into this, these, these philosophies and this idea of like, it, like in, a good example of the simplification yes. that you're talking about, uh, asked me to make an example. The chakras, which is like a thing that you can like read books and books about the different chakras and they're saying, okay, we're going to have that in this episode, right? It's like a two-part and we're going to have Ang go through the seven different chakras and there's lots and lots of chakras but we're going to put it to seven because they're the main ones people know we're going to have them making peace with each of them and it's like how do we explain this to an audience of children without 
condescending or dumbing down to them. Mm. And they explain it with this like analogy with the river and it being clogged with the different moss and how like you've got to clean the moss out to make that flow be able to go down. And then they, they walk them through each of the different chakras and what's blocked by each of it. And it's just in a clear cut manner that is any kid can watch and learn from. And it's just done stunningly. And all of Iroh's scenes, Iroh is this character who's kind of like starts off comic reliefy, but essentially he's this old uh, general. He's Aku from Aku, you know, from Samurai Jack. Aku. Yes. Yeah. Aku. He goes, Zuko, you, you need to start asking yourself the same bigger questions. Yeah. I think in like the same, and it was like, no, I get, yeah. I get you. But he's like, um, very much, the kind of general thing with them is that he was this feared general of the Fire Nation. Everyone's terrified. Like, wait, he's not like, he's just this really powerful general and something happens to him and that makes him sort of change his ways and everyone thinks he's just completely lost his mind and that he's like, a, he's, a, he's a disgrace to the Fire Nation that he's just not respected anymore. But it's that he's kind of like, he understands what matters to him in life and he just wants to sort of like, live his live his life as best as he can mm. and help other people along the way it's really like humble he has all these lines that you can again you can translate these over so easily to to modern settings especially this idea of like don't don't go too fast with things it's you you don't you can take it as as slow as you want it's all about your own pace uncle Iroh's constantly talking to zuko his relationship with zuko is unreal where it's like Zuko has this idea of like, this is my destiny, I need to do this. And people now are totally the same, where it's they think, I've got to do this thing. I've, I'm supposed to work as this person. I'm supposed to take like this job. Into this and this is, this is like, you know, in Zuko's terms, this is my destiny, but I'm supposed to do this thing. And Arosin is like, there's, he has this whole line where he's like, there's nothing wrong with a simple life. You can sit with me, make tea, and live old, die here. You don't have to have this crazy life. If that, if you're okay with that, yeah, but that's what you say. It's like that's like I'm not saying he he's, he makes a point. It's like if this isn't what you want, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong. He says there's nothing wrong with a simple life. It's simply what you are putting onto it. You're making yourself think that like this life working as a sort of like little worky in a shop or as a as a sort of you know like manure. Like, yeah. like, manure. like it's like that life isn't inherently worthless. If you make it to be worthless, it will be. Manier makes lots of money. Hmm. Like he, I think he's sold the most scream eggs in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, a he's a legend. Man. He drives a Merc. He's a legend, and I think like ultimately, like I after Leo uh, recommended it to me eventually years later, I did get around to watching it just a few months ago, uh, in lockdown, and uh, I yeah, also loved it, and I think it's amazing, and I think Leo's doing a very good job in articulating just why it is. Mm. It, it is so good because it's like I'm ashamed it, that I've only seen like part of it I've, I've seen like maybe the first sort of 20 something episodes not very much part, part of me yeah, thinks like series. I know it's a really well loved series and people think it's like masterful and it is but I know that from specific episodes it does have a very sort of like kids TV show like structure and you know how like Spongebob or um, like Simpsons you know how there's like a sort of like okay so this episode Saka clearly is feeling like oh it's not a good enough part of the group he feels useless because he can't bend so you can tell from the very opening sorry that was a wee tacky tacky uh, can open but you can tell from the very opening that 
Saka in this episode doesn't have any self-confidence, so it's going to be an episode about that. And by the end, he's going to feel more self-assured and like a better part of the group. And from that point, you can be like, okay, so it's nothing crazy, you know? You kind of know what you're expecting with each episode and they're all contained. But I think on a whole, in terms of its themes, it's three seasons along. It doesn't waste any, like, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Everything is complete by the end. Is it like 60-something episodes, like three seasons? Yeah. And it, really? it totally... I thought it was longer than that. I don't no, know why. No. I it, 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 it really, really finds... It just doesn't... It doesn't overstay its welcome. And it's just... It's not something think that um, Zuko said. He's like, you don't piss about in life. You get to the fucking point. <laughs> do, say what you want to say. And you fuck off. <laughs> oh, God. Don't... Don't touch... Big holes. <laughs> you don't want to be like Grey's Anatomy. Listen, season 15, everyone doesn't give a fuck about season anything. Season 15, Grey's Anatomy is best season I've seen in life. Don't Go. touch big holes. Flick little beans. I think the, it, it honestly is such a beautiful series and I think it really, ultimately the message by the end of the show is, I think, if I mean, correct me everyone, but I interpret it as like never underestimate the bald child. Never trying to be the bot. The bot. I was going to say when you up. like it also does massive amounts mm-hmm. representation of bald children. Yeah, like yeah. for uh, there are a lot of bald kids out there who are like Cameron even. Right now. Yeah, yeah, me. It speaks to me. I'm so bald. We came in. Bald, we, we came into the the flat and you were uh, air bending on I, the walls. Yeah, I was going woo my little air ball. Woo! Up and down around all the door frames. Scaring everybody. It was fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to list things without like going into dramatic detail. But the like a few of the main things that make it so good is it's like the the setting that it's in, it the the world building is like is is it's crazy where it's like based on sort of like you things you're familiar with. And a setting that you're somewhat familiar with, but it's China. it's it's doing its it's building around it. So all the China. creatures are like hybrids of mul- of multiple creatures, and um, there's lots of little tiny tiny things that just like make sense within the world. So like tiny tiny creatures, tiny tiny creatures. There's lots of tiny tiny creatures in the thing. <laughs> Populate the world called bacteria. <laughs> they're just crazy, and they're like you know, little fucking microbes in Star Wars prequels. Creatures. <laughs> But, Sorry, tiny details. Like, like for it, like in the idea that if you were like uh, learning how to do to firebend, right? He has like a little leaf, and he like torches it in the middle with a bit of fire, and like Anne has to keep the fire from getting to the edges of the leaf. And the series is just filled with tiny things like that. She's just like, if that was a real thing, you would do something like that. That would be like the most primitive, like annoying test that you had to do. That would be what you would give like little kids to do if they were trying to learn how to firebend. But it's it's packed like like the delivery and, service, the different villages, and, and it's all. We need to give a shout out. I know you're a big fan of this, Leo, and mm. I was also a big fan of it. We're watching it. Dynamic hair growth. Dynamic hair growth. The number one reason why Avatar is amazing. You watch people's hair. You cut their hair, and it grows slowly over the course of the next, like in the next episode, it's slightly longer. Next episode, slightly longer. It is dynamic hair growth. Gorgeous. Okay, dynamic hair growth. For those of you, take notes. Dynamic hair sponsor us. Dynamic. 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 Or all people out there who I know are listening who have dynamic hair growth in real life. When you see it reflected <laughs> to you in this show, you will think that is just like you'll resonate with the characters That's more because so they're mean. hair. You know, like I'm. 
Hang had hair at one point and he shaves it and it is crazy. I gotta just be honest with you. It's a wild ride. Zuko's hair in that has got arguably a more powerful arc than himself. Remember that uh, scene in um, The Simpsons where Homer's hair grows? No, you don't. Don't happen. That'd be a really stressful thing to do in The Simpsons, to be fair. Can you imagine if they had dynamic hair growth in The Simpsons? No. That'd be cursed. Marge, Marge's hair would be intolerable. Be Marge's, Tom Cruise climbed up Mar- Marge's hair for Mission Impossible 8. Because, you know, he climbed up. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the big Goose Proko building. Marge. <laughs> Instead, that, that would have been an alternate reality if there was dynamic hair growth in The Simpsons. It would be Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible Ghost Proko climbing up Marge's hair. Yeah. His little sucker, sucker things, but it's very, it's very. Uh, I, I can, I, I mean, I'll maybe nip it in the bud there with the world building, but just take my word for it that there's like, it, every episode, everything, it just feels <laughs> like maybe it's the combination of like real life things that you you're aware of, and that that world, all the elements are like they feel. You could argue that Earth Bending is a bit op, especially in like Korra, but I, I think like with Avatar, it feels. It feels I like never felt that way. Well, like Personal. everyone's kind of like you everything just send feels a small cool. thin shard just directly up somebody's <laughs> like, a, like a earth needle through the yeah. pen. <laughs> but like everything <laughs> feels so equal. <laughs> and we need to get to. It's such it's such an easy watch um, and like if ridiculous. It is, to be fair, it is. I feel like it just got released on Netflix in America in the summer, and I feel like there's been a big sort of thing about it since mm-hmm. then. But um, if you have like been on the fence about watching this show because you think it's like a children's show, sorry, guess, um, then I honestly just if you just try it, okay, it's it's so worth the way. It's so I, easy. It's, I think because the thing that makes it for me is like the the, the album is one that it, it ends really really well mm-hmm. and is that's like a big selling point because even some of my favorite shows don't have that. I'd say I'd say that the <laughs> next the next thing is like it's it it's very fuck what am I gonna say I can't remember if I was to really stress why I think it's so like I think of it so highly. Even though I can see when, when like we're watching episodes and I think, okay, well, this is a bit like rushed or this could be a bit better. It's like, yes, it ends on extremely strong terms. It sets out, what it sets out to do, it achieves in flying colors. The world, the characters, all those things that you expect is just, they're phenomenal. But particularly the message of it is so uniquely positive and uplifting in that it's not just a sort of transparent, like, you know, you can do these things with your friends. You can like, friendship is important it's it's much more, i feel like just this idea of like as a as humanity and like what what you need to do to sort of help other people and, and help yourself the idea of like you of looking out for each other and the kind of messages it has of like forgiveness and not holding a grudge with things and like learning that even if you can't forgive people you can you know let it go and you can you can learn to to not like let it poison you your whole life and like how difficult it is to make the right choice sometimes. I think these kind of themes, like I've seen so many serious shows that they don't deal with these themes in nearly as a masterful way as a show. That's why I think it's loved so much because it's just the way it, it explains these things in a way that kids and adults can understand is beautiful. And I think 
it, one thing it's so tough for shows to do is like it makes peace cool which is sounds kind of dumb but it's like you you it's like you know how maths and science they're important well, but it's like you know teacher a, trying to make that cool yeah and conflict is uh age old um like plot pushing mm. device like it's it's important to stories development as a whole and i think we're kind of conditioned to i remember mm. there's an interview on joe rogan with louis theroux where he says he can't he feels like he can't enjoy um movies and tv shows and things like that that don't have like a clear conflict in them um but i guess yeah you're right that it is kind of it does yeah, make well, an appealing I'll... case as to the cessation of conflict rather than using it as like you know I mean, because it's uh, obviously there's there's lots of like really, it makes it really interesting, intricate f- fights, but there's like that it's idea toxic. of like if you're watching a Tarantino movie and it gets to the end <clears> and you're like watching Kill Bill and then like she's like, you know what, I'm not gonna kill this dude. We you should know? all be friends. Yeah, yes, we should. You would be like like kind of like, but I, I think Avatar. Wait, wait, wait. Let's all go home and have a nice cup of tea. <laughs> Let's pop off to Burger King. Let's get along. Let's think about this. I don't want no uh, blood on my hands. But it, it's it's very like Avatar does works really really hard at at making the idea of for, of of trying your best to to do this the thing that helps most people and, and creates the least amount of conflict and like that like no one is entirely like horrible there's like people in that show that are just vicious awful people but it's all about this this idea of circumstance i mean without going into it too much they introduced a villain in season two that becomes sort of like a more integral villain because a lot of what they try and do with zuko as a character it kind of like changes and they have this fight scene in the the last episode that like they could have went for this big epic battle and it is epic in a sort of it's so the music it's so somber and it's this feeling of like it shouldn't be this like siblings should never have to 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 be at each other's throats like this in this like shouldn't be trying to kill each other but because of the upbringing because of the way that they've been brought up it's like it's it's even a miracle that anyone's managed to break out of that mindset and hasn't managed to latch onto like violence and more violence um it breaks the cycle. It's yeah, a, it's such. There's so much you could talk about in Avatar, music. but I think like music. I think highlights character wise, Uncut Iroh stands out as one of the best, like just like, written and, characters. And it's like he's not even in season three much because yeah, of ma- ma- which I learned something about this day I didn't even know. You know, in the least from the Vine episode that comes up with a memory for the voice yeah. actor, and he puts up the little picture of his son. Yeah, the picture of his son was drawn by like an animator and it's like what it was a replication of what Mako looked like when he was a general in the war yeah really yeah it was like from when he was in war so that's oh man that's really it's like really hits leaves from the vine home man. even harder than and it was before that's but so mad there's there's so but yeah, so much Zuko one of the best character arcs in ever, anything ever ever ever, ever. totally because I th- what they do with that in season 2 and I I, I I just, I think there's just such, such a labor of love in that the music and the world, everything, it creates this like sense of like nothing is like it. It's definitely one of those shows you finish and you think, I've got to get more Avatar. And if you go to Korra, if you go to Dragon Prince, you'll maybe find something similar, but you're just always going to be chasing what that series is. You're never going to find anything like it because all great TV, you, you, 
you don't find you don't if you find something exactly like that it's it's not the reason it's so good is because it's unique and it's because it's not you've never seen it before and i think it's it, like to watch it it's one of those experiences where i've watched it and i've seen other people get into it and you know i'm a bit often like oh you know maybe they won't like it and to see their faces light up and how much they like resonate with the different characters and things and so i've watched the entire you know my, my friends at the other flat i've watched my different friends they find it and they go oh man i love this and then like one of my friends is like i can't watch it in the flat i'm gonna wait till I go home so i can watch it you know in my own and pay attention to it and just like how much people take to it like you watch a group of friends watch that and it just made me really appreciate how good it is even more because it's like i love it but to see all these other people have different experiences watching it and like love it in the same way but in different ways like jonah's mom jonah was watching it at his home because he was loving it so much and was like i can't believe how much i'm enjoying this show and um, because he's very philosophical and reads a lot of like tibetan book of the dead so he's always moving on to like just philosophy books about different shit but he's he fell in love with that show and he's watching it at home and his mom got really into it and was like oh this is lovely i really like this she ended up watching it and she does like she's a hairdresser so she was cutting people's hair and being like have you seen that avatar show that's so good in the past no what are you talking about weirdo yeah just like ugh gross I'm not that bald kid hey I'm never coming to the hairdresser again <laughs> just shopping so no wait I'm sorry I meant I meant Hollyoaks I meant like, oh, alright <laughs> all right, I see exactly I like that oh yeah 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 remember when Jenny uh, pegged his mum's boyfriend <laughs> You see that, Jenny Springer? <laughs> She's wiping her hair, wiping her brow. <laughs> yeah, Jenny Springer! Oh, that was almost me! Judge Rinder! <laughs> that was almost my that, hobby. That was awfully funny when he was uh, doing his little, uh, reading the text messages out and making fun of the other man because he used a little lingo. And that woman said a word and he was like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I don't trust that gawk man, but what the life? <laughs> You wouldn't have me. I wonder what he's doing right now. You wouldn't have me be doing my getting stripping naked in front of him for that show, aren't you? You know, see that? I know me. I would not be comfortable. How about Philly Crow with Gokwang? I feel more comfortable watching that one. Seen that Big Brother? What a house! (laughs) This is all the same conversation she's nervously having after after exposing herself. Everyone in the salon is staring at her at this point, just like. We might have a few babies in that big brother house. <laughs> cash in the attic, I'd like. I'd love that. I'd like to oh. put some cash in my attic. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> where, where were we? Hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 impact. See <laughs> <laughs> that show, Avatar. What the film? No, the, the Nickelodeon ch- children's <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters is it about, like flying is it about, about hairdressing or something? No, <laughs> it's about the conflict between the Fire Nation and, and the, the, the what? It's Airbender. I found an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it one with the blue folk and the hair fucking? No, <laughs> that's James Cameron. <laughs> no, this is a cartoon. <laughs> Can't see him out. Often people think it's an anime, but it's not really. It's made by two American guys. And they'll stick with the apprentice, love. 
<laughs> Stick with Love Island. More shagging. <laughs> more holes. I just I don't I don't really sound prejudiced, but I just don't really like bald kids. I don't like, I don't like Chinese bald kids. I like I like, like British guys with holes. It's awful. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't like cheeky wee bullets. Is there much people getting pumped in that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you found anyone who's, uh, is anyone pumping in that? Did the adverts come, how often do the adverts come on? Oh no, it's on Netflix, love. No adverts. You mean like, where you can watch, um... Brennan's? <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do, like, hair salon women watch on Netflix? Um, Queer Eye. <laughs> Probably Queer Eye. Probably. Yeah, that's the song. <laughs> I like Queer Eye a lot. Took her like eight minutes. Right, if Queer Eye! For anyone, if anyone's still on this uh, emotional roller coaster, that was what Scottish hairdressers sound like. Mm. Hopefully, not. Uh, hopefully, there's more uh, respond to Jonah's mum's thing. Hopefully, it wasn't that. I hope, hope to all that, that that was not the conversation she had. What kids show? No. <laughs> cuts off a bit of her ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Next time you come here, make sure you've got it watched, love. That show's for babies. It's on Amazon Prime and Netflix, so you don't have uh, any choice in that matter. Snips off a bit. <gasps> oh no! Your lobe! Oh no, I've, di- <laughs> oh, no, I've dyed your hair grey! <laughs> I thought oh, you really said- convincing grey! Oh, I, I, I miss her brunette for grey! Oh, I, I sucked all the collagen out from your lips and, <laughs> and took the Botox out from your eyes! You oh, look so old! Oh no, I've shaved, <laughs> I've shaved your entire head off and left a big blue arrow! Oh. <laughs> That's where I was gonna go, I was gonna get her to shave her hair off. Oh man. It'd be awful. Um, I'm gonna take this Tory opportunity okay. to dip out. Um, I've got a very important social call uh, with uh, Hippy Dippy JT, fan of the show. Fan of the show. He's eagerly awaiting its release tomorrow. He wanted to join in. He was like, oh, I'll tune in to you guys on Twitch. I was like, nah, that's our gaming, bro. Twitch.tv slash Maxablancus. We're on a bit of a hiatus, but we'll be back. I've had a lot of fun this episode. I've laughed uh, more than probably ever before. Yes. I think we should do this every 19 episodes. Every 19, 19 episodes. episodes. We should make it a tradition. I really, I really, I really did enjoy it. There was much to talk about. Effortlessly. I, I do, I do have a lot. Uh, to be honest, it's trying to get a good balance of like uh, tangents and that and like talk because I could really, realistically, I could talk endlessly about any of these subjects. Yeah. It would just be waffling, but like I'm trying to well, get a good balance. Leo's an artistic soul. There's sure. a lot to say. An artistic soul. Wow. Well, that's something we'll leave till later. No, but it's been great. I've enjoyed it a lot. Effortlessly funny. Um, hanging out with my two favourite bros. Hell yeah. Um, I wish you all good luck. I want to give a shout out to, I mean, there's too many moments, episodes, which are just heartwarming, lovely, great. But particularly, mm-hmm. I'm a huge, huge fan of just everything it does in the last four episodes, how it pulls it together. But but I think that the recap episode is the best recap episode in anything ever made because it's so creative, great. so inventive, really funny. And not only is it a recap, everything the last few seasons make you feel nostalgic for the journey that you've been on with the characters but it also manages to poke fun at the show and kind of act as a sort of like yeah the writers just basically being like okay what's annoying about this character what's what do they do all the time that's annoying and kind of like and they they really just get to jab fun at things and it's like self-aware yes and they get to have have a not the idea of having a play of the TV show thus far is good enough, but to have it from the perspective of the nation that want 
the avatar dead so that it's like biased and essentially is like not only making fun of them but is a darkened view of what they want. I, I just think as an idea, it's brilliant. Execution is amazing. It's I mean, hilarious. if I was to compare it, I mean, I started rewatching Scrubs yesterday and Scrubs has like some absolute, like Scrubs is outstanding. It really doesn't have a, a dip uh, in the show. How, they do have one of those, like, you know, the Friends episodes. Yeah. They, the fucking recap Friends episodes are ungodly horrible. Well, it's a waste of time. The recap Scrubs episode, they have a single one and it is so frustrating because the character JD he like acknowledges he says, "Isn't it really annoying when like sitcoms do that thing, you know?" And he's like, "Oh, it's so annoying, isn't it?" And then they spend the whole episode just showing you clips from the early thing. So it's so like they, they're self-aware, but are gonna do it anyway. Yes, and I understand maybe it was like a budget thing, but it's it's just it's your bog standard recap episode. This is that. I think there's there, people like this episode, but there's a lot of like irritation with it in the sense that it doesn't move the plot forward. Um, but I think it, it's perfect before the last four uh, episodes. I think it's great fun. And I, I think recap episodes are intrinsically, they're supposed to be kind of boring and a bit of a waste of time. This just com- is just so unique and fun. And there's so much stuff like that in Avatar. Uh, particularly the messages are a big reason why I think it's wonderful. Another thing is that there are a bunch of kids, they are not overpowered and they really get their ass handy to them for like, almost the entire of the show. It's really only at the end that they pull through. And even then it's like, you get that sense, like it's like they, they might not make it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that it's just constantly, especially when Azula comes in, it's just, they just get in there, they're getting fucked. There's nothing they can do. They're just a bunch of kids and they shouldn't be on this journey. And it's like, they're, they're fucked. And it's like the, the final episodes, it's like they up the stakes, they do everything you should do. And it's just magnificent. Great lessons to be learned, great characters, doesn't overstay its welcome, wonderful world. I mean, you can learn so much from this show. It's so much fun, so easy to watch. Avatar, beautiful. Watch great. Avatar, everyone. I watch love it. it very much. And it's the be- It's just a wonderful kid show that knows the value of like what makes a good show and what makes a good kid show. And just lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, Love to Avatar. Other thing that I meant to mention at the beginning was I don't think I'm talking about any movies. Um, and I would like to say um, if my dad gets around to watching this at any point, I apologize profusely. You have showed me many, many fantastic movies and part of why I have any form of passion for games or movies or TV shows is because because of the, the things I've watched with you. And I have so much I would love to talk about but I'm gonna leave movies out of this one specifically because there's just too, too many things, and I already can't decide what the last one would be. And it's just, ah, I probably know. Eternal. If it was a movie, it'd probably Eternal. Oh, it'd be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But then there's lots of things. I kind of really want to talk about Little Miss Sunshine. Ironically, Little Miss Sunshine. I guess I just like films with sunshine in it. But really, Little Miss Sunshine yeah. is, is a wonderful, also fantastic movie. So uh, there's there's way too many. Sunshine films. on Leaf. Sunshine on Leaf. Um, but, but, what is the truth? Do you know, I could, talk, I, could talk, I could talk about, just, there's one that I could talk about far more uh, in theory because there's, just I, I didn't really want. That's what part. I was going to do, but I think I'm going to choose, I'm going to go with Chuck. Because, because I was going to go with, won't you be my neighbor. Damn it, man. Because I did, I got honorable mentions. I got absolutely 
invested in that and um it's a documentary and i did couldn't stop looking up stuff about it um and about fred rogers so i was essentially just going to use this as a section to talk about fred rogers who's incredible and if you don't know anything about him i just he's fascinating that documentary is fascinating and i, I could talk about that for hours and hours but i think considering how much i talked about the first two subjects i do feel like it's my honor my duty as just to pay respects because chuck is is when i think of like nice times watching a tv show chuck is pretty much at the top of like the happiest i've ever been in a tv show like i just was enraptured with that and i thought of of i follow i will give a brief synopsis of it but i follow up with chuck in the mind in the mindset like i know as a show that it's not perfect if you see like breaking bad is sort of the all kinks worked out everything means something it's all like neatly tuned chuck has all these like silly sort of like it's not perfect and um, but it's my love for it stretches so far that the imperfections similar to persona even the things that kind of make the plot and persona sometimes convoluted it's like the imperfections are part of the reasons why i love it too because it's just i just if someone does something annoying i'm like oh my god it's so so annoying but it's just like it's part of what makes it wonderful and um, much much to as the imperfections of a human being you know if they're your friend if they're your friend you wouldn't change anything about them i have friends you know they do things that annoy me i do things that annoy my friends but it's like you wouldn't change those things because it's them it's what you it's like that's we love about them chuck all the things that are like yeah, I, there, there are specific examples I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to think but it's like eat i know a good one is like if you have this like fine-tuned breaking bad-esque experience mm-hmm. chuck has a scene where his dad gets taken away um his dad gets taken away and the song that gets played is a th- man with a thick scottish accent going your dad he's gone he's gone he's gone and it's just like it's stuff like that it's like so fucking silly i forgot about that but that show makes me goofy smile all the time and like the way they string the will they won't they on for so long and like chuck just it's like okay chuck you gotta trust me and then he just goes okay i'll trust you and then he completely betrays sarah <laughs> and then the next episode he's like, he's like i've learned my lesson and the next episode he's like uh you know what trusting you thing and he just completely fucking doesn't trust yeah. you again and lies mm-hmm. to her and there's just shit like that all all the way through but uh this show is made of magic okay yes i'm here to make my case and so will Max once I shut my damn yap. But I, yes. I am thus guest, so I will You're the guest, he has a power. All I goddamn want. Maybe introduce the show. I should maybe introduce it. Basic premises, Chuck Bartowski works at a buy more, which is essentially a PC, PC World, World. Kex. Yeah, PC, it's, like PC, it's like Best Buy in America. Best Buy, yeah. Right, more closer to those because it's like TVs and shit. Yeah. But he, he works there and he's kind of like he had all these aspirations wanting to go on do stuff at college things didn't go as planned he's kind of he's living with his sister it's not he's just kind of like oh bit of a, a bit of dead end right mm-hmm. but he gets an email from one of his old college friends that he has a bit of beef with i'm not gonna lie he's got a bit of beef with this bryce larkin dude gets an email opens it up sees all these images racing past and What's he gets the government secrets all downloaded into his brain. Oh, so when he sees shit. like terrorists and he sees all these different things, he gets a little flash and he learns everything about them. So all the big fuck off secrets are in this random dude's brain. Okay. And the show kind of takes off from there. You learn about Casey, who's like FBI, yeah. And Casey's NSA. NSA and Sarah's Sarah 
Walker. She's uh, like FBI, but she they're they they're basically there's handlers, so they're looking the CIA, after him. Yeah, the- CIA, yeah, that'll be it. But they're there is handlers, so they're looking after him. Sarah's like ends up being his cover girlfriend, so it, it looks normal. And Casey works in the the sort of Best Buy yeah. place and works with them. So there is handlers. So the basic premise is each episode there's usually some kind of thing he flashes on. And he's, you know, he's a nerd, he's useless. This should be in the mind of some super agent, but it's, you know, it's in the mind of the everyday man, basically. Exactly. And, uh, it's kind of like a bit of a sort of fun spin on like this, the spy genre, it's poking fun at the different things and kind of, and, and, and I think, you know, that premise, it, it does, without, I'm not gonna say, but it does something in season two at the end where it really takes that and it kind of levels it up in a oh, really nice. interesting, fun way and it changes thus on out kind of splits it into sort of pre chuck one season one and two and then afterwards because it really yes. they do something really interesting with that premise so this this segment of the podcast is ultimately going to be the story chuck of how love chuck oh love the Chuckles story the, love. the story of how a show that would never watch before uh, and thought would maybe try out so we ordered some dvds uh, ended up becoming uh, our favorite show of all time, or my favorite. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Look, again, I struggle sometimes with that because yeah, I know, because I there know, are flaws. I I feel like there are better made shows. Yeah, but like, ultimately, if I look at it, I know that my experience watching Chuck is the best experience yeah. I've ever had watching a show. And when I've recommended it to people, people watch it and they're like, "Oh, it's pretty good." Um, and everyone I've recommended it to has had like so much fun watching the show. Like profound with it, like it's like it's like a like I'm not saying everyone's gonna have the experience, but everyone, luckily who I've told to watch it, has had that experience of they can't put it down and they'll watch it and it will like affect their life because they can't not watch it in the end watching it in the middle of the night. That's happened to everyone I've recommended it to and who's went around to watch it is they just it's like they've they fucked up their sleep because they just can't stop watching and it really does. Get yeah, it, you know? it really it, the thing that like it's made of like, magic, I, yeah. it's made of magic because it really so I don't like to this day it like still baffles me like it could so easily have been such a meh mediocre show. it mediocre like it's such a like a concept like it's like you would see on like I don't know five USA and it's like I don't know sort of mind numbing but like Chuck Burchieski gets the government uh, files downloaded yeah, into his big exactly, fucking nerd brain. But it, there is real. Use the operative word, and it's like it does feel like there's sort of like a magic to it, doesn't it? And it the, just it, the it's in the man. same way. Like I think Back to the Future is like a fun enough idea, you know. It's 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 good, but it's like you know there's a charm to it, and I'd say the same with Chuck, where it's like a fun little spin on the spy genre. It should just be passable, but there's so so much love and fun. Like one thing that is so good in it is Zachary Levi, is an absolute legend, and his. Chuck should just be boring. He should just be normal. And, you know, in ways he is that sort of like normal everyday guy, but there's lines that are just like, they're kind of funny. The lines are funny, but his delivery of them sells it so much. And I have so many amazing moments just giggling with Max and Freya, because that's a very, it's a very, Hello, it's 12.50. I mean, I I wouldn't be the same if we just like quoted all the fucking like, but like we could do it all day. We just sit around and go, Vicky Bale, Vicky, Vicky Bale, Vicky Bale. But it's like, it's that that experience of, I don't think I'm ever going to encounter another show where I want to finish it, but not want to finish it 
so bad at the same time because it, it's like every i remember feeling like okay we need to save it and you know not watch it all in one go but we'd stand up and walk around and like eat breakfast and we'd be like what's the point what's the point <laughs> of like doing normal eating breakfast and why should i go to the toilet or eat or do any of those things when i could be having a good giggle watching chuck having a fun old time man, because we watched it so fast well because i think it was season one in my memory maybe i'm wrong but season one we, we actually took the longest to watch which was like 12 episodes because we were kind of like you know we're watching other things and we're getting into it and then there was a point in season one like episode eight or something not specifically that episode but somewhere in it we just something clicked and we just couldn't put it down and we couldn't stop there was one night in particular we were trying so we were in season three and we stayed up till 8 a.m with me you uh, and our sister freya Celebrations um, box. Yeah. I actually took a picture of those panda, chocolate pandas that were eating oh those days. I took them because I saw them at the, the place in Leaf that I was at. But um, we stayed up and we were eating stuff. And it was because like we were so... I, I Again, I don't know if now, if I watched it now, if I'd be so invested in the Willy Won't They. But I rarely get invested in Willy Won't They's. I really feel like the, the agony of like, oh, get together already. Because, you know, they will get together. That's like, it's not Willy Won't They. It's... it's they will. They will. When, when they... When. So they will when they <laughs> well they will when they <laughs> and it's and it's kind of like I don't I'm very rarely invested. Master of None done it where I was invested. A uh, few other things have done it, but overall don't don't care for the most part. Uh, I, I like relationships and shows. Just I don't I, the world they won't is it's not like I'm Freya gets like into that shit. She loves chips. It makes or breaks a lot of the shows for her. She gets so intensely into it. And um, Sarah and Chuck, even though Chuck is a little shit shit biscuit sometimes he's a, a shit biscuit. he can be so like I, I love him as a character he's he's wonderful but at the same time like there's so many times where he's just like you're like chuck don't do that annoying thing and he does that annoying thing you're thinking why and then i i think the will they won't they with sarah something about it it just fucking clicks with with me and, you and other people it just with that like the agony of like oh, just say what you need to say and get the and just like that 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 how like they hold out for so long you're just like please please you're like just like it's it's the painfulness of like the fact that they're like in a fake relationship and like that chuck thinks he's so worthless and like he's like there's no way she would ever it's like the classic the classic will they won't need tactics but they're pulled off to such an extent you're yeah. just like come, it, come on fair, make it pretty, happen now thinking about it it's a pretty unique dynamic like the you know a lot of people like the everyday man will always like you know the world they want to go be like the everyday man and mm. this you know stunning blonde who's way out of his league but like the, in this situation he is uh his her, her boyfriend as a front mm. right so like you, you would have that in your mind and you would find it very hard to get out of that like oh, she's with me because she wants to be with me. Like, it'd be very hard to feel that. So I, I feel like... Yeah, I, I, I mean, you don't go that... Like, you don't go very deep perspective Because it, it's very much like everything... Like, everyone being like, Chuck, you know, I can see how she feels about you and everything and just him being like, oh, it's all, it's all fucking lies, right? Or it, th- there's like... <sighs> the, the, I, I think because a big thing is I personally... What turns me off from a show a lot... Again, I think it's like Chuck should be this mediocre show. It's yeah. totally not. Really. It, what turns me off from TV shows a lot is this idea of like a villain of the week. You know, something, you know, it, each episode, it might be leading to a bigger thing, but it's like an avatar, they're fucking got a destination. There's somewhere they're going. Chuck, each episode is kind of its own thing and and some it goes into a sort of our arc of the season, you know, Buffy-esque. Yeah. 
But every episode, regardless, like it doesn't matter like if it's just a silly shenanigans episode where they're just going after some random villain they've met in the episode. I have fun. I have a big smile on my face. All the little jokes that happen between Casey, it's Chuck, so Sarah, that dynamic great. is fucking golden. When that dynamic is like, gets, goes through the seasons, seeing like Casey go from this gruntled over like, oh, Chuck's so annoying to like, you know, when he's like shooting the picture and he can't quite hit it because he like has respect for Chuck and he, he doesn't think he deserves to die. That and, and with Sarah, how much she cares about Chuck and how that dynamic is fucking bliss. Um yeah and when it when it gets caught, it's just gorgeous. And you say what you're gonna say, I'm gonna go on. The, the also the you know, the show is split into sort of two main sections and it's the spy life and the buy more life, right? Bymore. And the buy more and home life, okay? And that could so that not be, even should have been it. It's like destined it, to be destined to be boring, boring, and mediocre. It's destined to be the part of the show that you you cut to it and you're like, oh fuck this, like, like I'm sorry, I'm gonna compare it to Game of Thrones, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna offend anyone, right? But <laughs> Chuck uh, to Game of Thrones often often paired up. Yeah, TV I know, I know. Okay, but right, so like Game of Thrones, okay, you cut to some storyline, okay, whatever, and f- for me, um. So often I feel like, oh, but I'd really much rather be in the other storyline. Like I really don't want to be watching this right now. And it'll be like a ten minute segment. Like yeah, I, any chance talking about Bran Flakes and Bran Flakes. I'm talking about Bran Flakes. a lot of other characters. I'm talking about Bran Flakes mainly, but like a lot of other ones, right? And like that like that feeling just does not exist in Chuck, but it so should. Like if you the brand story in theory should be way more exciting than people hanging around in a like PC tech store. And a lot of times, a lot of the times, some of the best bits, the main character that all the charisma isn't even in the store when the best scenes are happening. Like they, you know what I mean? Like the the buy more employees, even themselves as characters, are written mm. so well. They're performed so well. It's it, like it is it is their delivery of like sometimes lines that are like funny but they're the way that they do it they sell it so much jeff lester lester has these these lines that are just like they're like they're okay they're good they're funny but like the way he fucking says it with such conviction it just it's it's fucking hilarious and you're totally right it's like these sections of like some silly shenanigans buy more shenanigans usually the kind of general stick is that something crazy is going on at buy more and it somehow gets tied up Mm -hmm. into the fucking spy life and so they think some robbers in the store but it's like (laughs) It's a fucking terrorist and he's gonna kill yeah. and it's just chilly shit like that. But it's always fucking nice and funny. Big Mike, absolute legend of a character. You've got Jeff. Jeff, Lester, Jeff I need Jeff time to talk about Chuck's sister, okay? And uh fucking Captain Awesome, awesome. right? Captain Awesome. Because I Captain Awesome is supposed to be in it for like a couple episodes, and you can tell because he's like those boyfriends and friends that are like you know, they're, they have like a gimmick, they have a shtick and then they're kind of gone. They're kind of there for a, a bit of like, haha, he's like a jock guy who thinks everything's awesome. That's yeah, his thing. Oh, I but drink spinach that's juiced, haha. They, uh, they kept him in and he, fu- oh, Devin, Devin, he's, he's too good. It's like he has this wow. like, it's like he's got, he's got like a Mr. Peanut Butter-esque quality where he's like, he can be a bit of a idiot sometimes, but he's always like, he's so... Uh, charismatic and caring he always is coming from a, a, a good place he's trying to help people out and uh, you so totally good. it's you totally feel it he's a lovely character and it's just again you see st- stuff going on with him and 
oh god what's Chuck's sister called Ellie Ellie thank you um, see all this shit going on and it's just it's totally it's so fun to watch and it, it just every aspect of it and you know you're finding out oh Chuck's dad what's going on with him oh that's equally as interesting as fucking seeing them doing shenanigans Morgan who starts out as kind of like a bit weird and like kind of like he's fine but he's, he's just like you know <laughs> but yeah he, he smells he smells like Sarah's card at the beginning he's just kind of like okay uh, what is this guy and the way that they grow his character and make him lovable and loyal and wonderful and again how he plays a role in the later season like, yeah. every aspect of it it's made of pure magic it says okay what do you want from a TV show what is fun about TV show what is your favourite aspects and let's just jam it all in and I know there's other shows that on the surface I can explain more easily why they're magic I feel less so with Chuck that's why I was struggling to, to bring up because there's less less obvious reasons why I can explain why it works so well because it has a lot of cliches and it has a lot of the things you it's like imperfect right but it is the most perfect imperfect show I've ever seen mm-hmm. it's so much fun and I've never been that invested in a TV show uh, ever and I've had so many happy memories watching that with you and Freya I feel like Escape escapism gets kind of bad rep as sort of like you're trying to hide away from your life and and a lot of times that can be the case but chuck was pinnacle escapism in the best sense of the word in that like my anxieties and fears of high school my like just it it just worrying about everything just fucking gone gone when i was watching chuck that was just so all i could do was just happy and all i cared about was like is Chuck and Sarah going to get together? What's going to happen this year? I, all I could think about was what was going on in that episode. I didn't care about what was going on in my fucking life. That was all that mattered. And it's it was it does it gets love because I've talked about it to all my friends, but I know for a fact this does not get enough fucking love. It's too too beautiful, and I'm so lucky I got to have those all nighters with you and Freya, and I got to have such a laugh of it. And just I was just gonna say that like the. That it almost like it, like obviously we're so we're so close as siblings, but it really does feel like a memory that we mm. uniquely hold us three together. Yeah, and it's like it feels like it's as strong as a memory. Uh, it's like a good memory for me, uh, as like when we were going holidays as kids to like yeah, reef and stuff. Totally, I it's totally like agree. Up there with like the happiest memories of my, uh, you know, growing up uh, mm. with you guys and stuff. And it's like it's like you say, like escapism uh, has that rep of being something bad, but like for for a show to like consume you and be become like you you get to know the, these characters are so well written that it feels like you're sort of spending time with these characters, and it's like you know it'd be it's so hard for a show to like completely suck all not just your life but like three people like who are by the way may may I mention that me and Leo have pretty similar tastes but me Leo and Freya my sister very rarely differ we we very rarely find shows we 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 have very differing tastes we align on some things but basically what I'm trying to say is is that it's different audiences right and to consume three lives in a way that like they just you know live that show and and it becomes such a staple like that like those weeks that we were watching that show is like the memory is so strong for me and it's such a happy memory and i think for 
a, a, a show, that, especially one that could have been so mediocre to do that, is just it's so it clearly indicates that it's so special. It, it just is. It's too. It's too good. I think it's just. It's fun, and it just knows. It just it know it knows what it is, and it just does such a good job at, at doing everything fun. And like I said, it's like a lot of films and TV shows that have those things are imperfect. I, it, it nags at me, and I think, why isn't that different? Why why can it not have changed that so I, I, that character was more likable, or they didn't do that, or and it just nags at me. You know, it has so much fun watching Buffy with with you and the family but it's like it, there are so many aspects where it's like that was so good so why did they do that it's so nippy and why did they do that to that character and chuck is almost seems like it's particularly in it's like last season it has things like that but i think like as a whole like the imperfections they don't nag at me it's like part of what i love it it's like like again like it's just all those things that you it just makes makes this the whole thing i just think everyone involved does such a great job in it it's it's just it really does feel like it's just something else the level of immersion and just how much mm-hmm. i was investing in it I, I just felt like it's all i could think about when i was going to bed and sleep i was just like i just oh, what's happening to this character i was like i can't can't deal with this and when it was over man oh my god the fucking chuck depression we talk about we talk about that about the the great chuck depression if you watch a show and you feel that <laughs> loss that pit in your chest of oh, like nothing. what's the point of anything like close. what to move on to what nothing to do will ever come close it, and like to, to the chuck depression it's just it's such yeah it's such a wonderful show and i remember we, like we were re-watching it recently and i mm. just like couldn't help but say like best show ever like every every time i watched an episode i was like just best show ever it's because it's, it's always so much I, fun it's like you know when you regard something so highly and some years pass and you watch it again it you know it, it can go either way but uh i feel like with chuck it was just like every single episode i watched it just cemented why i love it so much and it will always be uh perfectly mm. ours and perfectly realized and it 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 just feels like uh you know that sh- you know when you pitch something it can go many infinite different ways but it just feels like it went the right set of ways in a way that maybe some other shows could have went. Like who knows? Maybe we could be sitting her like huddled around the microphone talking about how Arrow is like our favorite show, but like it just went a certain way and we don't like it. Hmm. So now we're talking about I don't know like Chuck, the way it went, the cast that was involved, the people that got hired, hmm. the writers involved, it- everything aligned. So that we may have this experience and, and love for this show. It's it's too. It, it, we were talking about like getting like a tattoo for each of them. I'm not a tattoo guy really, but I, I just as a, like a tattoo between the three of us. And um, I've, I unfortunately t- Chuck is not a very tattooable show. There's not a lot of like things that you can get tattooed from it. But that's the thing that me that makes most sense between us siblings to get as a some form of a connected tattoo would be Chuck because it really does feel like in our DNA that it's like something that we shared and like we feel so much love towards that. It's responsible for so much happiness and I know that there's no way anyone involved in making Chuck, like I mean anyone, I mean cast, crew, right, just absolutely anyone who's involved in that, there's no way that they would hear this but just 
I just feel so grateful for the people involved in making that so enjoyable and giving me those happy memories. Because Max, like Max said, it was akin to going on holiday and like having those concrete memories. It just it's such a joy um, to watch and rewatch and to just think about just walking around. I think about a scene or something it makes me smile. And it's like knowing the jokes before they come, like a lot of shows that can spoil it. Uh, this show not so much I just when the jokes come it it's, it's, it, it, I just it always gives me a little smile I I love this show it's great and if you've not bum, seen bum, it bum, and bum. you watch it and you don't bum, like bum, it bum. that is okay yeah. you're not dead inside you'll have your own shows that you like but I highly recommend you give it a proper good go watch and see how you feel and maybe we've bigged it up too much and it can never live up um but I right. think that you should definitely give it a go and just see if you have fun with it because maybe it you, has fun with itself. It's maybe great. you have tried it uh, and you didn't like it, but like we said, it's just it's just your show. So what's your Chuck? Clearly, this mm. is our Chuck. Oh, we have a very Chuck, own specific- Chuck is our Chuck. Chuck is our Chuck. What's your Chuck? Chuck, the, Chuck's, they, they do a thing in season three that we always, re- we reference a lot of like Chuck specific things. Yes. If do. a character does something annoying specific to like, we're like, okay, that's like that. Or like in Chuck season three, they totally like, they, they make you think something's going to happen. And then in Chuck season three, they start it in a really like, uh, br- like brutal esque way where it's like, and we, we reference, if a series does that, we're like, oh no, like Chuck season three does and that. It's, it's part of everything. It's part of the, the life, the plants, like Uncle Ira would say, you know? Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, he goes, Zuko, whenever you feel lost, you have to watch Chuck. Watch it <laughs> one season to season five. You've got to you make you have purpose in your life again. You know? I think uh, I'm kind of glad that I, you know, obviously I, it is my favorite show. So like, uh, uh, sorry yeah, that I didn't talk about it on, on my like, episode or my like honorable mentions, but... I yeah, chose to talk about more like games and movies and stuff, but I think I'm kind of glad that I wait mm. or that it we wait till it was both of us because it does yeah. give it it does give it a different and and I also think that part of my brain sort of closes off to talking about it because I've fucking I've really got nothing else to say I, I feel like I've covered a lot of why I like it but I really have nothing to say other than it's fucking class <laughs> and right, I think there's other things so that like I didn't I felt a bit like. A, tense with like how do i explain how much i love persona 4 and avatar and there's so many different aspects to what makes those such such good things and chuck it is very much just that show is fucking good i just like that show um yeah. it should be mediocre it's not it's fucking class and chuck is the little the show music that could. They, they have oh, bring fucking jeffster to have fucking class music that there's like builds up it just we didn't, yeah, we didn't even talk about jeffster we didn't talk about the characters form a band in the show and it is oh. Oh my god! Brings out those fucking tense. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, it, we're just it, gonna keep. Yeah, we're just yeah, gonna yeah. keep yeah. making noises. We're just gonna keep going. Chuck. Oh, oh swinging constantly. But if any anyone, if anyone's seen it in the in the in the you know audience, they'll know. Or if anyone, anyone know. If, if we like have I a said. particular fan who somehow has worked on Chuck, we have a single. So some guys sitting there going, "Oh, it's my time to shine." Chris Fedak exactly beautiful buys. beautiful people who who work together to, to make that show reality exactly gorgeous one people. of my 139 subscribers yeah he's a I, I wish absolutely 10 out of 10 man he's just that's uh, just great his um, delivery yeah uh, but we yeah we could like we said we could talk about it all day just make I think I think there's nothing more to say on Chuck other than no. the fact that th- this when I when I started this show it was um 
to find basically uh, the experience people had with certain types of media, where it be games, movies, TV shows, or whatever. And uh, you know, I find it very interesting how specific pieces of media can have such a big impact on a person. And Chuck is that purpose of this show encapsulated for me and my brother yeah. and my sister. So it's very close to home. Uh, and I'm really glad that we got to talk about it on yes. the show. Uh, um, I think it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. I think it's still on there. But it's on there in the States as well. You can buy it for peanuts for the DVDs as well. But yeah. it should be on Amazon Prime if you have that. But just, yeah, great fun. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad I ended up talking about it as well because I was more likely going to go to the other one because I really wanted to talk about Fred Rogers because he's an absolutely profound, wonderful, interesting person. If you, He's just absolutely incredible and really interesting to listen to and just hear him talk. He's wonderful. And I have a lot to say about him, but I think that with Chuck, it makes a lot of sense. It's my, it feels like my, my duty. I feel like I've fulfilled my duty and, and talked about it like, like I should do because it's wonderful. Yes. And if even one person, even if no one talks about it, I will have, if no one watches it from this, that's fine. Because I got to talk about it and I feel happy. But if one person watches it and enjoys it, like that is, you know, put on yeah. my tombstone. I've managed to spread the word to one more person because it's great fun and, and it's awesome. And also, once again, I would like to say, Father, you have shown me many, many a great movie. Um, I'm very appreciative and I'm very happy. There's lots of things I want you to talk about today. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. If I'm, if I'm ever on in the future, I will talk about movies we for sure. We did consider Christmas with the Cracks, but Christmas Sean, Sean had done a video on it, so no. uh, we know that's your favorite from Dad. Uh, we know you also yes. love Happy Feet too. Uh, over the Hedge. Over Everyone loves Over the Hedge. Avril Lavigne's in it. It's great. Classic. Also, I'll probably be coming around to watch Flash Gordon. Soon. Yeah, which I was, want to rewatch Flash Gordon, which was also Dad's favorite film until the 2019 Cats production Cats came out. Came out, of course. And now that's his big favorite. Cats fan, big so, Cats fan, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, those, yeah, those were that was free. that was that was great. This is definitely the longest episode. So and far. I don't know if you want to get this far. I know it's not like there's like a crazy flock of, of people listening to this constantly, but I also think that you know it is intense to just hear us rambling about stuff for a long time. But I appreciate so much just anyone given any amount of time to listen even to this part of the opening or whatever anything i just i care a lot about these three things for very very different reasons and i know everyone everyone has those kind of things you know something that just hits at home for them and just they were beguiled by basically and they just can't couldn't stop thinking about and it's 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 just Absor- takes up your life but in a beautiful way not in a harmful way in a way that's just like it, it's like the fact that people can work together and create that kind of feeling for exactly. you it just it's made up it's pretend none of it's real but you get so invested and it's beautiful and it's gorgeous and you care you care about what happens in that fucking TV world you care about whether Ang's gonna fucking it. save the world with his little bald head and you're like is Chuck gonna get with Sarah is he gonna what's smash? gonna fucking happen you it gotta know these smash. things, and all good things make you. Can you smash them. your digi girlfriend? Can you smash your digi girlfriend? And can you therefore get a new plus progress and smash a different digi girlfriend? And is it considered cheating? Heckled? No, you're in a different life, of course, and you'd be heckled, absolutely 
heckled mm. by your brother for digi cheating, but it's not true. I wasn't many, digi. Well, you, you say can, you're in a different you can life, actually but many, digi-cheat. many, many, many a husband, many a husband have said no. to their wife that they were actually it, sorry. They got confused and they thought they were on New Game Plus. <laughs> it was a different. You can actually digi cheat in Persona. You can, can you? yeah, you can go with more than one person. And on Valentine's if you, Day, if you if you if you're a subscriber and you mm-hmm. digi cheat on your anime girlfriend, unsubscribe. Fucked up. It's fucked up. Unsubscribe to the channel. Right you now. you can on Valentine's Day you get like two gifts and you get really pissed and they like slap you. There's just some like slapping of you, right? And yeah. then they in the fucking store they act like it didn't happen, obviously. But I've never digi cheated. I've ne- that's never happened on Valentine's Day because I ain't gonna do that to no one, okay? Because that's fucked up. We're now approaching the length of Leo's favorite movie. Eternal Sunshine. Nope. Give you a clue. It's got Matt Dillon in it. Fuck right off. <laughs> I refuse to talk about House That Jack Built. The House That Jack Built. No, Leo just watched this at the no. weekend. Listen, it's well made, obviously. It made me uncomfortable and not happy, but I would, Alfie will never listen to this. I love you, Alfie, very much. And I know that you were passionate. You wanted to see my reaction for that. And I guess I had a reaction. That was one of disgust. And why did you make me watch this? But there's vile things happening to horrible people. Very much not what Chuck is. If Chuck is happy, good times. This film is... I mean, it's fucking horrendous what happens to people in it. There's part dark comedy. It's kind of funny. It's, it's fucked. It's fucked. And it's just... It, one, it's ending... One, it's, the ending is like one of those... It's a metaphor ending that is just... Fuck, nah, fuck off. Well, so to, to personify it, um, no. Chuck is a sip of ice cold juice after a three hour long walk in the sun and uh, the house that Jack built is to Leo uh, a splinter under the nail. Curdled, curdled milk and baked in the sun or like sewage pipe drink going directly into my mouth. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. I'd it's not an experience. Definitely an experience for, for Alfie. It was a thinker for him. Alfie is Leo's friend for context. For me, not not for me. Um, for him, not for him. Not for him. Not for me, not for me to the point where I will never watch so it. So if we do an anti, an anti podcast where we talk about the three things that we don't recommend to someone. Yeah. That would be, that would be one of them. That would be one of them. But I think you're pretty, you're pretty solid if you're like, okay, do you like watching people uh, kill people and you like killer stuff? You, you'll probably like House of Jack Built. Hmm. Well, I don't think I'll be watching it, but uh, just to do a quick outro. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a good one. Uh, what's new in our life? I don't know. Um, I'm starting playing Yakuza. I'm really enjoying that. Yakuza I, is fun as fuck. It's fun as fuck. I had so I many good like, times playing it with Cam. Yeah, I feel so like we're, we're going to have a big time talking about it, but I, I think I'm going to get pretty heavy into it, so I'll probably have a lot to say in other it's, weeks. Maybe when Cammy's here. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima came out yesterday. I just started playing it. I was re- I'm really liking it. Super cinematic, super colorful. I did get stuck in a hideout and get very angry, and I I'm very short tempered. So if something like kills me like a lot of times, I start to dislike it. But I did do it in the end, so we'll see. I'm very I I think it looks cool, and it's a game. It's like a game that I like when I was younger would be like this is my dream game. Not that I have a particular affiliation with samurai. I more mean that you used to run around in your little PJs with a massive samurai sword, cut mum up. What? You'd scream. What? what I'm trying to say is, it's like, it's like, you know, I was super into like westerns, right? And so, like, my dream game kind of got made as Red Dead in that, right? Mm. Whereas, like, 
I did like samurai movies, like somewhat. I, we watched kung fu movies, stuff like. I like that sort of like style. Of, I never particularly a, got into samurai. That's movies. a show. I'll let you get back, but 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 that's a show to to dad as well. Though we we got that yes. Kurosawa collection from uh, the library, and we watched uh, not Redbone. It's called Redbeard. Redbeard was sick, uh, and Ikiru was sick. There's so many good, so many good Ikiru Kurosawa films. I need to see more, uh, but they're. Fucking cool. Akira's got a really cool, uh, the way that it's structured, that the plot, it does something really cool. Um, and there's like, go on. Shout out, to, shout out to Ghost of Tsushima. There will, really there good. A good segue, there is a Kurosawa mode yes. in Ghost of Tsushima, which I opted out for initially because I realized that it would make the entire game in black and white, or I thought. Uh, and, you know, I, I saw trailers and it looked very color palette based, like the, the sort of flowers against the sky it looked really beautiful. So I didn't want to not have that experience with it. But I found out you can turn it on and off in the, in the settings. So I've been doing that and it's just so cool. Like stylistically, it's just everything. By which I mean, like, if you're like, I do really love like the whole samurai style. I think it's really badass. But what I mean is I think it's like a game that if you were into samurais, as much as like I was into westerns and stuff, it would be your like dream game that you just, just think that we could never exist. Like it's a completely mm. beautifully realized samurai, like it's Japanese nice. gardens, like sprawling, like beautiful golden forests and like camera mode, a cam photo mode, a great photo mode to boot. Uh, but and and you just I really, I will say well realized combat system right now. I don't know. It's subject to change because I, I get fucking hit by arrows and that frustrates me because I don't know how I'm supposed to have a sword fight with arrows in one but we'll see how the upgrade menu maybe I was fighting over leveled enemies and I'm not ready for them yet we'll see but I think it's going to be a very interesting experience and from the get go it's a very good first impression barring that encounter uh, so uh, yeah stay tuned for it well I guess I mm. might talk about it later who knows I might make videos about it uh, we'll see how what goes with that uh, check out my episode my spoiler cast that I released uh, also today uh, with uh, Adzi, where I talked for uh, about two hours as well about The Last of Us 2 uh, a month after its release. So check that out. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I just got to say, read the movements. Read the movements. Uh, if you have Netflix, watch Midnight Gospel. Watch the last episode if it's not doing any fancy for you. Beautiful animation. Solid, solid thing. Classic. And... Um. Yeah, those things. Do those things. They're really good. We always put out some hot, hot, hot recommendations just, for you. Just things. If, if you, you, you probably have enough recommendations in in life in general from every every single friend and everything. But you know, if something if something hits you, you know, and you you feel things, it's like wow, that's really. But you kind of just want to pass on to people. So yeah, those things are really good, and. Yeah. Leo is uh, an infinite well of recommendations for me that I neglect far too often, but uh, everything he recommends I normally resonate with in some form and, and love. Uh, there's like a very, very minor like exception every now and then, but uh, he's somebody who thinks, uh, thinks a lot before recommending something. So uh, if you do are looking for something to watch, uh, maybe consider Checking out, uh, and you can tell that you know uh, if you've listened to this entire episode how passionate he is uh, about things, and how much he, mm -hmm. he considers when uh, when you know thinking something's good and 
and and and yeah, you have to be pretty. Uh, has to be pretty, pretty well made uh, thing for Leo to to consider it worthy of being on say, a pedestal. You got you got research some Fred Rogers stuff. That assignment, the kids that you've got to be taking care of, ignore. Not important. Drop out. Look into Fred University. Rogers. Beautiful man. Wanting Watch people, all of wanting the best for everyone. Right, okay, see, phone up your job, right? Okay, so pick up your phone right now. Let's do like a real life set. Okay, you're picking up your phone. Dial in your work number. Oh, don, 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 don. Okay, and you call. Okay, now it's ringing, and it's ringing, and it's ringing. Hello? Hi. Oh yeah, it's it's me. Oh hi. What? Who's this? Oh, you're not it's thingy from work. All right, I quit. Quit. Hang up. You're done. And now you have, you have time. so much free time. Chuck. Persona 4 Golden, Avatar, Persona, Fred Rogers, Persona Moomin, Persona 4 is like the final nail in the coffin, though. That's like fuck. That's like you will have to n- quit 90 your job. hours if you want to just like wait kind of chill. But you can you can do it slowly. So episode 19 is hopefully gonna be the episode that breaks people and makes okay. them quit their job. If we just get well, one then. person quitting their job uh from this episode, we'll be happy. So, I yeah, but and on a serious note, uh, we uh, are very close siblings, and it's been very uh, good to talk and have Leo on the show. It's been good to reminisce about our times we had uh, with Freya, where uh, our, 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 our little to sister Feza. Shout out to Big Fez. Big uh, Fez. <laughs> we uh, are many good memories, but uh, I think up there uh, in Chuck. the in the top spots are uh, chucked. So. Uh, we love you, Chuck. We love everyone who yeah. contributed in any shape. We love form. any staff member involved, even the wow. sound technicians. The Unless they were, there, there might be some sketchy folk involved in Chuck that we don't know about. But like yeah. you know, we love the product. <laughs> we love the product. <laughs> we yeah. love the people that put time and care. Yes. Like it's great, and I appreciate I appreciate having this time. I'm sorry this one was so long, but um, yeah. I this like is... talking about things. So yes, so. We, we love talking about things together. This is why we're related and I quit this show and uh, this ended up going on so long. We're very passionate people. Uh, we I think we get that from our, our mom and our dad. Uncle uh, Benji. Uncle Ben's rice sauce. Mm. Uh, so yeah, thanks for tuning in and stay tuned next week for episode 20 and more content on the Max Blog Show. Hell yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.